0: What do you want? Take one goddamn guess.
1: Action Specials 2022, the summer special episodes from the movie podcast from the Nerds Who Wanted Themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and each episode for this 10 part series of specials I've been joined by a guest to talk about an 80s or 90s action movie selected from the long list the guests had to pick from. So far we've talked about Lethal Weapon, Beverly Hills Cop, Cobra, Commando, Taffin, The Rock, Last Action Hero, Con Air and Out for Justice. For this episode though we bring the summer of action to a close as I'm joined by Rachel e. Carter to discuss the final part of the Nick Cage Holy Trinity, Face Off. I hope you enjoy the film talk, and as always, and if you feel like doing so, you can keep the conversation going in the comments on our socials, in the And Why Not Facebook group, or wherever you see this episode posted. And now, and with an advance warning on spoilers and all that introduction stuff out of the way, let's roll the trailer for Face Off.
0: I've been um, chasing this guy ever since I joined the Force. He, he has no conscience, and he, uh, he shows no, no remorse. He's the mastermind behind numerous bombings and political assassinations. He uh, has a felony list a mile long, murder, arson, kidnapping, terrorism, you name it. He's the most dangerous and brilliant criminal mind I've ever known. I, for years, I've, I've been watching him, tracking him, studying his every, every move. I know his every, every mannerism, every facial tick, gesture. I know him better than he knows himself. And now, after all this time, I finally figured out a way to trap him. I will become him. live you're not having any fun are you sean try terrorism for hire we'll blow some stuff up it's more fun plan b let's just kill each other
1: hello rachel how are you
2: i'm fine thanks hope you're good
1: yes yeah ticking on ticking on it's my week off this week so uh, currently between family birthdays. So.
2: <laughs> oh nice.
1: May's a busy month for me. So. It's my youngest yesterday, uh, my wife next week and then my eldest the week after.
2: Oh, lovely. Loads, yeah.
1: loads of cake. Yeah, I know. It's the worst month for trying to lose weight. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then I finally shift up, and it's my birthday in August. So it's kind of... And then once like, it's that you at Christmas and then you're oh, Easter, yeah. so you wonder what the point is.
2: Yeah. But you see, that's how, that, you know, I was talking to you before about my teeth and how yeah. I too many sweet things. Yeah. That's you a way to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how's things with you? Uh.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I, I watched um, the film twice before. um because I knew I was coming on, so I've obviously seen it before anyway. But uh, watched it twice to remind myself um, of all the um, of all the bits and pieces, um, so so I could talk to you and sound like I, I've actually seen the film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this would be a shocking turn up. You're like, this is the one Nick Cage film I've never seen.
2: Uh, you can imagine, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about it like as if you have.
1: That's it. <laughs> No, I rewatched it this afternoon and then was on YouTube grabbing clips to edit in. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: like
1: I say, it's it's a wealth of quotable bits. Uh, yeah.
3: Um,
1: but yeah, um, I mean, you were the obvious person to go for it, having literally written the book on Nicolas Cage.
2: <laughs> well, um, I think some of the people have written but somebody's written a book about Nicolas Cage that's just come out in um, uh, over here in the UK I've not got it yet but I will do um, so um, I, I did the, the little um, zine um, Nick Cage uh, an actor for, hi- for hire and um, I should do another one because I've been saying I'll do another one for over two years haven't I but um, yes yeah I'm a big fan let's put it that way
1: well, I think that's how we met you were tabling it one of the troops weren't you and I was just straight yeah. over like, I need this Nick Cage book <laughs> oh. oh yeah yeah yeah
2: it's it's I think it's my bestseller because uh, everybody loves Nick Cage that's that's what I like to think anyway
1: well <laughs> I, I don't see how you couldn't and let's face it there's a whole film out of the cinema at the moment that is designed on people <laughs> around yeah. people loving Nick Cage
2: yeah so, have you seen it
1: I haven't yet it's on my to watch list but
2: oh you've got to see it. Um, it is very good and also um features a bit about face-off in it so
1: i've, I've seen the trailer with the two guns
2: yeah he's yeah. got the, the two, face-off guns the, that film just looks great it. yeah
1: <laughs> and it's just nice to see nick cage sort of back in a film like
3: that
2: yeah or in something where because for me the and the thing about doing that zine in the first place is people always say Oh, he's making a comeback. He's good this time, and it's like, no, you say that every time. He, he he is good, and and they always say he's he's come back. He's done a good film. It's like he always does good films. I yeah, get
1: it. <laughs> he's immensely watchable. There's only a couple of his films that I won't watch purely well, for you know. And, I won't and... I won't watch Mum and Dad purely because of the subject matter of my issues with on uh, you know children being murdered in films. <laughs> I was kind of like, this film looks really good fun, but at the same time, it's definitely not for me.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you'd get over that. Because, um, uh, um, yeah, I think you would. I think you'd get over that. It's it's, it's fun. But um, but there's a film you definitely shouldn't see if you haven't already seen it anyway, but I would steer clear of Left Behind. That's just...
1: I, yeah, I've not watched that one. That was the... That was a remake. They Didn't they make a load of because it's based on a bible not a bible story yes. one of those christianity religion
2: yes, made movies is it? isn't it yeah and i think uh, they made about
1: three of them before they remade it with nick cage
2: yeah and uh he is the best thing about it but uh despite the fact that he makes any film he's in, in my opinion he makes any film he's in uh better um just by being there uh it, he had a hard job on his hands with that one because they didn't give him much to work with and uh it's not a very good film but um you know if he wasn't in it it wouldn't be worth watching at all no
1: well i mean there's a couple of films like that um (laughs) uh, you know if nick cage wasn't in it i really wouldn't have bothered but (laughs)
2: yeah
1: although knowing i found surprisingly bleak at the end (laughs) which one knowing
2: Oh knowing, yes.
1: Yeah. I remember when the trailer came out, I was like, they've got a third National Treasure film out really quick and it's like, no, no, that isn't a national treasure film. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 with this one we got Cage right at the end of what is largely considered to be the Holy Trinity of the Rock, Conair, and culminating in face off.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd say that peak. Mid late 90s Can I ask
2: you which one's your favourite out of those three? Or is that, would
1: that be telling? <laughs> um, it, I mean, I've got a soft spot for all of them. I think possibly the rock edges it out of all three. I do love Conair though. And I love this one just for the pure ridiculousness of them both. Yeah. Uh, we're doing all three as part of this action movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Thing. Uh, we've got a nice little breakup of three Nick Cage ones. Cause you can't do one of these. You can't do a nineties one without doing these three Nick Cage ones.
2: No, you can't. Can you? Luckily
1: three different people picked them. So <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the Rock for me kind of edges it because you've got the Sean Connery factor as well, because he's just so good in that film.
2: He, he is. Yeah. But I think Conair just edges it for me because it's got Steve Buscemi as well.
1: Yeah, we we did that one, Andy and I, the other day. Um, we talked about the how am I supposed to feel about Steve Buscemi in this film?
2: Because <laughs> it's yeah. a weird
1: character arc.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good film, though.
1: It is. Yeah. Like I say, it's, it's just so fucking ridiculous. You can't help but get along with it. <laughs> it's a bit like Drive Angry. It's like, this film's so stupid, I've just got to love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've got to suspend your disbelief. <laughs>
1: That's it. Although Drive Angry does have the added thing of William Fichtner as well as uh, Deaths Death <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, for this one, like I say, we're going to the end of The Hojo duty which was the same year as Conner, so. Um, 1997 uh, written by um, Mike Werb and Michael Collieri, murdered that one uh, directed by John Woo starring John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Joan Allen Gina Gershon and Alexandro Nivola um, released in cinemas on the 19th June 1997 in the US and the 7th of November 97 over here uh, gross two hundred and forty five million six hundred and seventy six. 146 worldwide uh, that's dollars on an estimated budget of 80 million dollars according to imdb was discussed on episode 109 of the how did this get made podcast um where they weren't fans but weirdly um and roger ebert gave the film three stars out of four saying this is an actor's dream and travolta and craig uh, craig travolta and cage make the most of it uh, which i think is true um, I've got several notes in, like, like I said to you before we started recording, I've got four pages of notes, which is yeah. for, for people who want to think that uh, normally the notes are about a page and a half while I'm watching the film. <laughs> I kept having to rewind because to, I'd stopped to make notes and I was like, I'm probably missing more good stuff.
2: <laughs> I kept pausing it, yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah, there's there's lots of notes that I... Uh, didn't write down because I thought this is getting a bit silly now I could write a pretty much transcribe the film at this point
2: <laughs> yeah no, an essay on it yeah
1: <laughs> um so when did you first see it did you was it a cinema job for you or
2: no it wasn't actually um and it probably wasn't um that long ago I don't mean that long ago like as in 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 the past year or so but um but it was a long time after it was released before I saw it um I can't can't quite remember when I first saw it but um yeah um not at the cinema um and I do love this film um but John Travolta's acting just kills it for me it's just yeah <laughs> uh see I I like Travolta
1: <laughs> well, I mean we'll, we'll come on to it in a bit but yeah um yeah, it doesn't hold up as well as it did at the time because I went to the cinema to watch it because this was when I was going to watch like two or three films a day at the cinema on my day off.
3: Yeah.
1: And um I remember being in the cinema and picking up a... They had a little postcard rack and they had a promo postcard for face-off on yeah. the rack in the cinema that was, um, if you thought the action movie was dead, uh, face-off, but they asterisked out the ace in face so it looked like fuck off instead. Oh, <laughs> Um, I've still got it somewhere in the loft I was going to go up and have a rummage around and see if I could find it but be a bit like needle in a haystack in my loft at the minute so <laughs> but yeah. I, I always kept it
2: <laughs> it, was ob- it was obviously an incredible success anyway um because like you know you would have seen that I posted on um on Twitter the other day that I'd found a, a novelization of it um yeah because I
1: commented I had bad. no idea that even existed yeah, have yeah. you read it
2: I started reading it. I've not, I've not finished it yet. I, I just get a bit annoyed with the, with the writer because um, the, fir- the first thing that um, annoyed me was that it refers to um, Castor Troy as having brown eyes. And I was like, have you seen this film? <laughs> <laughs> They've both got very blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where, don't know where this, this guy is coming from. He's obviously not seen the film. <laughs> perhaps
1: perhaps it was written before they cast Nick Cage, because I know there were a few people in line for know, it. But, but, it
2: but if um if it was with John Travolta, John Travolta's got cl- clearly got blue eyes as well. Yeah. So and because they were look like each other, you know, and uh, um yeah, I mean maybe maybe you're right, maybe it was um uh, written from the
1: the using the script but um the original is uh, schwarzenegger and stallone apparently
2: ah okay
1: i mean this is according to imdb so yeah yeah i think at one point they were after kevin costner i might be wrong i know they wanted kevin costner for con air at one point um, oh, here we go <laughs> other pairs of actors that were considered for sean archer and castor troy besides uh schwarzenegger and stallone were harrison ford and michael douglas uh bruce willis and alec baldwin al pacino and robert de niro can you imagine pacino and de niro doing this
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean
1: now you can but back then uh van damme and steven seagal and denzel washington and wesley snipes
2: but but the only thing with that is because because they're supposed to kind of look like i mean okay perhaps they say that the technology is better than than it was but we'll come on to the technology later yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but you imagine making um jean-claude van damme look like um steven seagal
1: <laughs> that would just be weird i uh, it, i, I enjoy the films both of them but neither of them have the acting range to play the other one playing them
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah I don't, I don't know that it could have been any else it is one of
1: those things and that now you've seen it you can't imagine anybody else doing it
2: yeah yeah and um because I, I don't know if you came across this but um um i've read a, a book about nicholas cage um from some years back and uh, i think he, he he said um that um he admired um john falter as an actor and this was before they'd work together he didn't know him so it was before he was famous and um he was uh, <laughs> i think he was um taking the um he got a bucket full of fish or something from an from an aquarium aquarium shop place you know like a pet pet shop or something and he was um, strutting down the street like john Default in uh saturday night fever <laughs> you know in a vest in and everything and um and uh, this car stopped at the traffic lights and you could see a man looking at him out of the car window. And it was John Travolta and they made <laughs> eye contact. And uh, it, it just really makes me think of this film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's kind of the thing where you could imagine somebody else witnessing it and being like, just got an idea for a movie. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact they'd gone to other people before.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, I, I
1: kind of think with that novelisation that it just would always lack by not having those two people. I imagine it would read quite flat without the delivery from those two.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I, got to say, I'm not, I'm not enjoying reading it. I, I'll I'll try and finish it because I don't like to not finish reading books, but um, I'll try and finish it. I'll tell you what it's like afterwards.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: like I say, I'm curious about it because, again, another thing with the novelisations is sometimes they can do some of the more outlandish things that they couldn't do in the film. But in this film, yeah. They've they literally throw in a boat chase at the end for no real reason that was pretty much one of my final notes it's like at this stage we're on a boat chase because why the fuck not
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a boat chase that goes on for about 20 minutes
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um like i say i made a shit ton of notes as you did as well going through it um i will say as much as i love this film i truly hate the opening scene
2: oh my god it given
1: how much fun we have
3: it's horrible
2: it's it's horrible it's over stylized it's fairy tale-ish all this kind of merry-go-round it's very sappy uh, it's it's just that kind of um rose-tinted spectacles like oh i'm in a i'm in a dream world and then oh this awful thing happens you know oh it's just oh and it seems to go on forever
1: it's just such a brutal way to kill a child as well yeah <laughs> such yeah. a horrible like i say i I've all. I'm as mentioned before. I'm
3: predisposed
1: to dislike and that sort of thing, anyway.
3: Yeah. And that
1: really took me out of the film the first time I watched it, and took me a little while to get back into it. Um, possibly still the case because it feels like it takes a little bit of time for the film to get going again after that. Yes. It's sort of yeah. the airport scene is where it really picks up again. You've got the little yeah. bits with Travolta and a uh, not Travolta Cage doing the Alleluia bit.
2: Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things um I just oh yeah oh, do you do you enjoy that scene
1: <laughs> I do it, it as an, uh, as I've got older I'm kind of like how old is that girl this is ridiculous
2: <laughs>
1: so I know he's a bad guy but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he yeah he doesn't care though does he because it, it actually you know um the, there's the lady on on the plane as well the one that turns out to be an FBI agent I guess um um, Winters, yeah. Who he he te- he tells her to sit on his lap, and um, she looks older. So I don't think you know. I think he's just like anything goes. Um, I think he just
1: appreciates a
2: he sees certain a kind of
1: bottom, doesn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> I I did write down the uh, if I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? I yes. wonder if that. I wonder how many people tried that chat up line afterwards. You can just imagine dude bros in nightclubs uh, and that. Uh, if I were to send you, no, 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 scrap that. <laughs> I'd imagine a lot of them getting kicked in the bollocks because they're not Nicolas Cage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, he's got a cigarette on as well. He's like, <laughs> you know, you're just like, that, that's going to taste horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: sucking an
3: ashtray.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like sucking an ashtray. But I, lo- I love in that scene where he's like, um, I, I, I don't know if I can do it, probably not. We know when he's going, let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go.
2: Here you go. Mm.
0: Bravo.
3: Would you like anything else once we're airborne?
0: Oh, peach.
3: Sit. Come here. Hmm.
0: You know, I can, uh, eat a peach for hours. <sighs> um... If I were to send you flowers, where would I uh <laughs> no wait, let me rephrase. If I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful?
1: <laughs> I do love um, as well, before he gets on the plane, just the the combination of nick cage, a long coat, slow-mo, that um yeah. John Powell bit of score and wind the, the it's wind, just like that
3: is so fucking cool
2: i yeah. never
1: wanted a long coat more than that scene
2: yeah, yeah yeah so so john woo isn't it yeah yeah um yeah the uh he loves his slow-mo in his films i've, I've not seen that many of his films i've got to be honest with you um i've seen um aside for so aside from um face off I've got Wind Talkers of course, because it's got Nicolas Cage in it, but I have not watched it yet because it's a war film and they're not my favourite. So it's it's on the list. Um, but I, So I've got that. But I, the the other ones that I have seen are Hard Target with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Broken Arrow with John Travolta.
3: Yeah,
1: because this is the one he did immediately after Broken Arrow. Broken yeah. Arrow also got a cool slow-mo shot of John Travolta yeah. walking through the desert kind of thing. He d- he again does, to a nice d- twangy loves, bit
2: of guitar music he loves his slow-mo he loves his birds uh, he just makes people look cool <laughs> slow-mo doves and um he he loves uh dark glasses doesn't he, he loves sunglasses
1: and... yeah i've got the note later for on that's just doves
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, doves. when
1: they finally appear <laughs>
2: yeah yeah um but the, the slow-mo thing i'm pretty sure because it's quite a long film it well uh, I've seen a lot longer, but um but in terms of uh, you know, uh, usual cinema fair, um two hours twenty minutes yeah. is it's quite long. I reckon if he if he did away with the slow-mo, it'd probably only be an hour and a half. Yeah. So <laughs> um yeah, there's a lot of slow-mo in it and and that incredibly stylized oh he, he loves also those kind of standoffs. Yeah, where everybody's got a gun pointing at each other. There's got to be one of those in his films. And um, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if if I've just imagined it, but in Hard Target, which I thought was amazing, I'm sure they had one of those scenes where the two characters are stood um, at, on other sides of the, of the wall, you know, just with a wall between them. and uh, And they know that the other person's behind them and they want to shoot each other kind of thing. And Possibly, you, yeah. It's been
1: a long time since I've seen Hard Target. I'm not actually, yeah. sure sure. There's not one in Broken Arrow as well.
2: Oh well, maybe it's Broken. No, it. I think about it. Yes, yeah. So I, I, well, you know, I I could be wrong with Hard Target, but I I know I've seen it before and in a John Woo film, and I've not seen that many, so it's got to be one of them. Um, but yeah, he's he's got his certain images that he likes, and that that slow mo bullet, you know, thing as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah he's he's got his um his his particular cinematic quirks um and and they're all there uh um I I I kind of like it but I I I don't know if I've decided whether um because because it it is an action film and I don't know whether you've covered like what is an action film in in uh, in terms of talking about action movies what what classes as an action movie because this one it's 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 an action movie um with a message and i don't know if some people would just want just an action movie that's just action and that's it you know just loads of stuff blowing up and and all of that and there's a bit of that in the film obviously and um shootouts and stuff but but it's clearly got a message um as well
3: yeah um
2: Um, i I, I don't know how i I feel about i've not decided yet how i feel about that um, (laughs) whether it's appropriate in a in an action movie
1: (laughs) i I think there was sort of that sort of commando for a brief while sort of opened the door for like you know plot doesn't matter anymore just action 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 and then sort of around the mid 90s they sort of started putting focusing a bit more back on plot and yeah. then conair was like now fuck that <laughs> this yes. is the setup role with it and this one kind of feels a little bit between the two
3: yeah where it's
1: like this this doesn't actually make any sense like yeah don't worry about it it's fine
3: it's, it's like it's, why
1: it's... is john travolta walking through the hospital with two Castor troy's henchmen to visit his wife
3: yes
2: like, yeah. this makes no
1: sense it's like don't yeah. worry about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. And, and and don't worry about the fact that, you know, they've just suddenly decided that they've got this place called the Walsh Institute, where they do physical alteration and augmentation and give people temporary face trades. Um, and the the only way that you'd know that somebody isn't who they're supposed to be is because they've got different blood type. Um unless they happen to have the same blood type of course in, in which case then they then you're truly fucked yeah yeah but, you'd have had and, nothing then <laughs> yeah and 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 the fact that um you know uh the at the end even after this specialist dude who's um who's um been working at the institute after he's died because um cast of choice guys uh, not cast of choice sorry (laughs) um well whichever one it is anyway whichever one you want to believe it is as um has killed them all off then um it's all going to be fine at the end because they're bringing in the top surgical team from dc so
1: again i i had that note of like you know lucky that there's another surgeon who can do this one of a kind specialist procedure
2: exactly like, like they've got rid of, you know, all these Walsh Institute people, so you won't be able to go back to how how you used to be. But, oh, it's okay. They've got this surgical team in DC and they can do it as well. Um, it it so did
1: seem short-sighted to kill the one guy who could reverse the procedure. So like, it, I get killing the other, you know, the agents and that, to yes. cover the tracks and that sort of thing. But you maybe keep that guy locked away somewhere safe, wouldn't yes, you?
2: Yes, yeah, especially because neither of them wanted to be each other. So, no,
1: it does mean John Travolta gets that great line about, you know, this nose, this ridiculous chin. All that. Oh,
2: yeah. that that was so fun. That was one moment where I actually thought, um, uh, yeah, that that is funny that they got him to say that. <laughs> there, there was another one that he said as well that, that was quite funny, but, um, but some of it was some of the There's, jokes. The were about
1: the, wearing his face or his gut or whatever. it is. <laughs>
2: oh uh, oh yeah and the microchip in the larynx you know when you kind of go like okay you've got to be the same height as each other and roughly the same build and all of that but how can you change the voice oh oh yeah there's a microchip in your larynx and you just have to kind of like you press your throat a little bit and then it'll start working
1: (laughs) i love the way the audio changes when they're playing that though with the peach i can eat a peach for hours
2: yes yeah, and it's kind of like going in between the two voices until it settles down. Like, it sort
1: like, of goes a little bit weird. then It's like, peach, I can do a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with that. I loved it. It was just one of those weird little things, but I just loved the little vocal thing. But I mean, we we sort of jumped over the first major action set piece of the film, which is the uh, uh, uh all the cars chasing down the plane.
3: Oh, uh,
2: yes.
1: I kind yeah, of feel that winters pulls her gun way too early in the plane it's like what was she hoping to achieve by pulling a gun on him that early
2: well I mean there's lots of this you know suspending your disbelief in all of this I mean I you know she was there to be the sacrificial lamb. but but um you know it's it's just that that thing of there's so many things in this film that you just go that is ridiculous Ridiculous.
1: Well, yeah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to a major one for me in a minute, but
2: <laughs> this, this, there's so many bits where you just go, You were too cocky, you know. Um, so, where um, John Travolta's character, but as um, Nicolas Cage talking to, um, so pretending to be Castor Troy talking to Pollux Troy get some information out of him that he requires and then he's like uh, "Ha, you're pathetic
1: Yep, i've got that note and he drops his cover like, way too quickly
2: uh, it's just like oh uh,
1: why would you do that it's like you don't even know that he's telling the truth no, like, get it checked out first
2: yeah you know and um, so that backfires and then there's the, there's the one later on with um again but it's with um it it's with Castro Troy hat um as Sean, um, um he gives the daughter the knife to say, you know, if ever that guy tries it on with you again, here's this knife, stick it in his leg and twist it round because you know knife. Yes, it's not gonna <laughs> um it's not gonna heal, you know. So uh, so do that. And it's like, why would you she she's not your daughter? You don't care about her why are you even doing this it's just just too many things that uh they served the plot yeah but at, at the time you're just like why would you why would you even be doing this you know
1: yeah, i like it after, after the planes ahead. crashed uh for one you get the juxtaposition of nick cage doing a cool dive out of the plane and then Pollock's doing it <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, but I just like that there's loads of agents that seem to have a drop on Nick Cage and Sean Archer just shoving them down, <laughs> like he wants to get the shot.
2: Oh, it's personal though, isn't it? You know? It is,
1: but I kind of feel like he got at least that one agent killed.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, certainly. I mean, he's a, he's also he's an incredibly selfish character. So I know that like this is because you know at one point he's um, uh, castor Troy, but as Sean is, it says to, to the, um, says to Sean, to the real Sean says it's the eternal battle between good and evil, saint and sinner. And, um, and you just, the the whole time you're just kind of thinking, well, neither one's purely evil or purely good because, I'm um, and sean archie he's got this um he's got his own personal agenda and he's such a grumpy git <laughs> it'd be horrible to work for him
1: oh yeah he's um, a massive prick in the office isn't he
2: he's a massive prick in the office it's
1: like i, I get it i'd probably be the same if what you know one of my children was killed but at the same time i'm like he's just such
2: a dick Is that, yeah but if anybody else was behaving like that they'd they'd be hauled up wouldn't they and it would be like wait you know why are you being so rude you know he's just plain rude And he has no sense of humour and also um, no sense of fun whatsoever. So when um, Castor Troy keeps saying to him, you're not having fun, you know, he he never has fun. He's not he's not the kind of person who has fun. He's just uh, he's just a grouch. I
1: I like when he says that to him, you know, before he kicks him into the um, thing that knocks him out the plane oh, jet okay. thing oh, but I, yeah. I do like that whole exchange it's like no, i'm funny. you should come work with us it like when oh. um gevalto tells him to shut the fuck up and he's like you watch your fucking mouth
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i read i wrote a note that was like not even 10 minutes in and this might be the most nick cage nick cage's uh of nick cage performances <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah because he says to him you know we've got something in common you know so so this whole thing of like um so You know, we know what's going to happen because we've seen the film before. (laughs) So we know that they're going to become each other. And uh, and it's like, is there a bit of him inside him? And, um, you know, you can see that they're battling with um, being the other person or pretending to be the other person and uh and there's all these uh, you know obvious things that come to mind like getting under someone's skin and stuff like that because castor troy really knows how to get under sean archer's skin um he he just presses the buttons at at all times um and uh it's also about identity and stuff because he he, you know um with sean archer's daughter. And she's got a different image every week and um uh, and this is something else that I don't get. Why would Castor Troy, even though he's pretending to be Sean Archer, why would he have that serious conversation with the daughter, uh, where, where he's saying to her, you know, you've 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 try, been trying to hide your real self since oh. um uh, since Mikey died and uh, you know, you're hiding under a mask of makeup and uh and all of that, and uh, you changing all the time, and it, it, there's all these these um, uh, references to to people uh, disguising themselves or hiding themselves or identity and stuff throughout the film, and um, uh, all the all these kind of signifiers going off all the time, um, and people wanting to be recognised who they are, because you can tell that it really really bugs sean archer that people don't know that he is sean archer
1: yeah because i mean it's such a dramatic change i mean i kind of on the point of that i kind of get the feeling that both of them kind of like elements of the other one's life yes. and sort of settle yeah. into it yes. um, i yeah. will say on the point of jamie quickly she has the best stroppy flancing out of a room <laughs> after you know sean archer sean archer is you know she's turned around and he's in the face of like who are you supposed to be She's not I'm supposed you... to be me and then she flounces out it's yeah, like the most yeah, supposed... ott harry enfield as kevin
2: <laughs> yeah yeah real teenager strop thing like it was supposed to be me but not that you know what that is <laughs>
1: <laughs> she also has that weird thing at the end where she's like daddy right I at the very know. end and then she's like i'm sorry i shot you like, what the fuck is that <laughs>
2: But you notice as well that it's like, oh, she's gone back to to being um, her true self, which is (laughs) not not some kind of because because, you know, the (laughs) the American crap punk thing, which is I wear some black lipstick or something or loads of eyeliner and I'm suddenly a punk. You know, and she's back to where being all sort of um, squeaky clean and wearing that's how you act out as an American team. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, just overnight, you know, she's suddenly got... um, a a different hairstyle and uh and she's she's all being all daddy (laughs) all of that yeah yeah i'm sorry i shot you yeah
1: (laughs) such a weird little moment i mean (laughs) we're jumping right ahead there but But yeah so obviously they um he thinks he's killed castor troy and obviously he hasn't Um, they're keeping him alive which why
2: (laughs) why i know
1: just just on the off chance they need his face but it's like I get the whole Hippocratic Oath thing, but once they've got his face off, why do they need to keep him alive? Because they don't put John Travolta's face on him to keep that fresh or anything.
2: No, um, and, uh, but of course that, that allows that fa- first, uh, fabulous, oh, sorry, I can't talk, that fabulous scene where he's sitting there with no face on, <laughs> smoking a cigarette.
1: The whole exchange of, you know, what do you want, take one goddamn guess, and you can just see the reflection in the lens of his leg. But it's like you think... Why tempt fate? You'd at least lock him in a room or something, wouldn't you? Or have a guard on him. You know,
2: like how do you smoke a cigarette without lips?
1: <laughs> it's like I know they're like he's a vegetable. But just
2: <laughs> Yes, I know
1: just ask him for trouble. You don't know what ripping his face off is gonna do. And also the sound <laughs> the thing makes when they take John trotter's face off, that weird sort of Oh <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a pl- isn't it it's a face plunger it's just yeah. the noise of
1: the face actually finally popping off his skin it's like <laughs> oh but also weirdly soothing <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
1: and when they sort of massage the face to get it on him
3: yeah i've like,
1: yeah, often thought right. of like you know when you feel like your sinus isn't that it's like just massaging your face yeah. like it's somebody putting a face back on <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: and, and also at that point when he's like um oh my face is all itchy and he's like rubbing his face against yeah. the wall
1: I thought that was quite a nice little scene because I imagined it would be.
2: Because
1: <laughs> for one, you know, you've got a face that's the wrong blood type. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. oh,
1: dear. But it's yeah. yeah, that whole surgery scene and the doing the uh, voice changing thing. Okay. I take it they tracked everybody else involved in that surgery down off screen and killed them. Because <laughs> if not, yeah. it wasn't just the three people that knew.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, um, well, I mean, they killed Tito Yeah, you know, you know well, they killed Tito and nicked the wedding ring off him, didn't they? Yeah,
1: they killed CCH Pounder, which is a horrible waste of CCH Pounder.
2: Yes. <laughs> she's yes.
1: such a good actress and she's got such a thankless role in this film. Well, like, Beyond her uh, is a vegetable a, and stubbing the cigarette. What,
2: I was going to say, um, you know, she probably had to pay for putting a cigarette out on his arm, didn't she? <laughs>
1: Uh, there was, was the woman who was there when they were doing the voice changing thing. She obviously knows. Where was she?
2: Yeah.
1: Is there just a li- Did they just kill everybody at that?
2: Yeah, who are these people?
1: <laughs> I mean, I assume one of them was a top surgeon that had flown out who was going to fly back in. But... Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd think with it coming up on the news, you'd be like, oh, let's put that guy's face on somebody else the other week. <laughs> so oh, I'm just it's... assuming off screen they got a Rolodex or whatever it was and just killed them all off screen, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, because they must have had some kind of like diary in the office that said, uh, um, uh, you know, clientele or, you know, staff actually um, who were on the premises when we took that face off. (laughs) 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 When they signed in in the the signing in book or something.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again
1: i'd be like i'm cool with doing the surgery but and i know this guy is a vegetable but are we like gonna let him die after or like at least lock him up because just in case he wakes up i don't want him coming and killing me in my sleep
2: <laughs> it's like I now, mean, nah, i'll be so, fine you know like like morally whether you know it just didn't seem to occur to anybody that it was not morally correct to do this and and how dangerous it it was as well i mean you you got the intimation that you know because tito was like oh i don't know if you should do this but by that point he decided that he was doing it anyway and um but uh but it hadn't really occurred to them that so what happens that you've got this guy in the body of um a very dangerous um criminal um who's like a, a a bomber um uh a terrorist uh sort of he seems to be kind of like um a killer for hire or something i don't know I d- i'm i'm not quite clear on on it must be for money i, yeah, I think he's say. just like
1: a contract criminal isn't he yeah he's a
2: contract <laughs> criminal so he's in his body and he doesn't kind of think that that like what if the police see me and go, oh, there's Caster Troy, we want him for loads of things, we might just shoot him. you know,
3: In the face.
2: Yeah, in the face, <laughs> we might just shoot him in the face. Um, yeah, it, it only sort of occurs to him later in the film that he's being chased down by loads of police and the FBI and everything because they all think that he's uh, Caster Troy. Um, yeah, i yeah just so many things so many um holes in it as well but you know you've got to take it for what it is i suppose yeah i kind um, of like pollux how do you feel about pollux
1: see pollux is one of those little shits i don't understand why he wasn't murdered as soon as he got into prison
2: because he's castor troy's brother
1: but as far as everybody knows castor troy's dead so he's
2: yeah but he probably had a lot of Paul, and um, there, there would have been a lot of people who were um, loyal to him so maybe he was protected for that reason
3: yeah
2: but then he, but then again he' probably also got on a lot of people's nerves so yeah I don't know really um, it's got it's kind of odd because he's got this these two sides to him he's, he's obviously a genius but then also
1: it's weirdly different. childlike as well isn't he it's I mean um, there's the whole thing of tying the shoelace which I think yeah. plays really nicely when he ties his shoelace after he's been killed.
2: Yeah, because because uh, uh, you know with this is when you see the other side to Castor Troy's character, which is that he does love someone, and yeah. he does care about someone, and he does have feelings. Um, he just doesn't show them very often. But his brother is his his world, and um, probably if he knew that he had that son with Sasha. His son would have been his entire world, but of course yeah. she's kept it secret from him because she's scared that because um, she would, would. Be, yeah, <laughs> well because you would because yeah for obvious reasons.
1: <laughs> but Nick Cage gets to do some amazing stuff in this film, amazing acting. Um, him waking up, sort of touching his face and just in the flood and then sort of walking over and seeing Travolta's facing the thing and just him start screaming, and then his phone yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs> I love the emotions he goes through the phone call. It's like, "But well, it's gonna be fine." <laughs> we can make this work <laughs> and his whole, his whole when he sat there watching the thing his face I was like I've helped myself to some of your groovy drugs <laughs> and then him in the prison um, being Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta trying to figure out how to be Nicolas Cage
2: yeah yeah I mean it's
1: it's so well done
2: he, he. I, you see, the thing is, that's why I think Nicolas Cage is better in this film because he's good. He gets more to at, do though. I think
1: he's got he more does, of an arc, hasn't
2: he? He, he does. He gets more to do. He, he, but he, he get, he gets to be, um, the, uh, the, good, you could say, um, uh, Sean Archer character trapped inside, um, uh, Castor Troy's body acting. As if he's the John Travolta character who's who doesn't want to be mean but has to be mean because he's got yeah. to look like he's cast Castor Troy. So he's kind of trapped in um, having to do things that he might not want to do, or find ways of getting out of doing things that
1: he. Yeah, because he probably gets more car- guards killed in that prison escape than he. Does. I get you know
2: needs oh, yeah. must and all
1: that, but and I yeah. get that the guards are set up to pretty much all be dicks.
2: Yeah, and um, but but I think John Travolta. As um playing the Nicolas Cage character Castor Troy, it just kind of grates on me. It, it. Just... I think
1: it's because it feels more. It's John Travolta playing John Travolta, doing Man a kind of impersonation of Nicolas Cage.
2: He does have
1: great lines in it. I love his ooey you good look in your heart."
2: oh I got so embarrassed then oh my goodness me I I really did I can't I don't know what it is it's it's um he really does overact and I know a lot of people say that about Nicolas Cage but I I kind of don't see it that way or if he does overact he gets away with it um whereas John Travolta it it just felt unnatural and um and and I say that as somebody who who grew up being massively in love with John Travolta because I was only seven when Grease came out and uh, I saw Grease and Saturday Night Fever. And I thought she was the bee's knees. But as I've got older, I've just seen how awful it's acting can be at times.
0: You good looking, you're hot. It's like looking in a mirror, only not. Or? Now that is between us. Okay? But you were... In a coma? (laughs) Nothing like having your face cut off to disturb your sleep. Read the newspaper lately?
3: You killed them? Well,
0: look, Beats paying the bill, huh? Come on, I mean, uh, if a facelift costs five grand... See anything you like? All the evidence that proves you're you. Okay, so, wow. Looks like you're going to be in here for the next hundred years! (laughs) I have got to go. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. Did I say that? I didn't say that. I didn't make love to. God, I miss that face. See, I
1: I, I still like Trav. I love it where he's, like, going through the stuff in the house, trying to figured out he's reading the journal <laughs> he's just shitting on his life and his sex life It's like, what a loser
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah and uh well, but you see th- th- there's some bits again like as i said i'm not quite sure why people would are doing what what they end up doing which is that he cares about whether um eve um has a good sex life or not you know and uh, wanting wanting to be the man that she wants him to be sort of thing all of that because he's reading and and get, and and sort of going oh you know see
1: again know. i just got the feeling that it was like a bit like the guy in prison who he slept with his wife and his sister
2: yes with it was the, just the so
1: he could be like i've seduced yeah. her, sean archer's wife and fucked
2: <laughs> yeah but he'd already done that anyway hadn't he it was just that then he was like um you know doing his date night thingy with her with loads of candles and uh lobsters and all of that stuff and you know massaging her shoulders well, i think that was the first time he listening. then
1: sleeps with her now after date night but uh, again i think he just sort of got a taste for the mundanity of it
2: well, i mean because you could say that it's the, the it it's a good way of getting back at, at sean yeah. as well um but at the same time it's as you say he's sort of um get, getting involved
1: yeah unless he's he, just trying to do the cover so that he can well, explain away the differences that, in his personality because i'd but, like to think that if i came home and was a completely different person my wife would notice well but at the same time if i was being a better man she'd probably be like i don't care <laughs>
2: Oh, she'd probably be like, "What are you after?" Um, but yeah, because he cause he has started acting weird and well, you know, both of them started acting weird, haven't they? Because at, at least quite... the
1: Nick Cage, Sean Archer's cast thing has got the "I had a severe head injury."
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So that's that's kind of an excuse.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and he does get to do those fabulous faces where he's like, yeah. <laughs> like like um oh yeah I, I i suddenly remembered that i've got to be a crazy fucker
1: <laughs> yeah when he grins at pollocks in the prison just before he gets into the fight <laughs> yeah. or midway through it <laughs> yeah. um i've yeah. got a note at this point that is maybe swapping faces wasn't a great idea
2: <laughs> uh, yeah i yeah it, but it but it, it, it you know it made a good film
1: <laughs> i do um, like the bit where he, um as archer uh, explains his plan to Pollux and then it's like you're not the only one in the phone with your brains and then Pollux replies oh no I'm the only one with the looks It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: yeah there is there is some humor in it and you know when um well uh, oh and I get really embarrassed when um John Travolta starts singing "Pop has got a brand new bag um but yeah course, as
1: I can't imagine any teenage short like, this is cool <laughs> no it's yeah. not that's, yes. that's always been cringeworthy.
2: Oh, he gave, me, he gave me a cigarette even though he doesn't smoke, and uh, he started singing songs and dancing around the house. You'd just be like, "That is so weird." <laughs> Daz uh, is. Yeah, Daz totally lost it. And also because you know, with the with the cover story and everything, um Sean, as much as he loves his his um, daughter and everything, I don't think he would have reacted by smashing the window of the car and. Um, and beating up the guy quite like uh yeah. castor troy did yeah when, the, the,
1: um, the guy that is would... danny masterson i'm kind of like maybe somebody should have done that to danny masterson in real life given his <laughs> legal troubles that he's got at the moment
2: <laughs> uh, yeah maybe hopefully maybe he got hurt a bit um well
1: what sadly else? this is long before those things happen. <laughs> yeah. um
2: what i noticed as well was i i thought i don't know if you agree but i thought that there was some kind of nod to their um careers in this film because um and i was really shocked to realize that it was olivia newton john singing that um somewhere over the rainbow or whatever was it, was. it? yes i
3: didn't I know, know
2: that because that's genuinely haunting use of that song awful um i just thought it was the most awful version and like why didn't they use the original or something and uh, i guess they
1: just wanted one that and was then really her... slow and no i, I yeah. never even knew that
2: yeah so so i thought that that was a bit of a nod in that direction and then also um the you know like in greece where they were racing for the pink slips and they were doing yeah. ch- the chicken thing it was a bit like that with um with archer driving straight the plane and everything and also and the speed boats at the end <laughs> with the speed boats at the end as well, which just seemed to go on forever. Um, and then at one point, you know, um, um, they said, like, looks like Elvis done left the building about <laughs> um, Castor Troy. And um, I mean, I kind of think that um, Nicolas Cage likes to think he looks a little bit like Elvis. And, but yeah, um, he's got
1: a massive thing for Elvis, hasn't he?
2: he's got a massive thing for elvis and he had a thing for elvis's daughter for a little while after that as well, well yeah he but, sold his comic book for collection for her yeah, so yeah she's just yeah, monstrous they were married for a couple of years weren't they but yeah, um, yeah uh, it's
1: the ultimate piece of elvis memorabilia it? yes
2: yeah, the ultimate yeah, yeah.
1: not not um, to put her as a possession but i'm sure in nick cage's mind he was like this is the ultimate piece of elvis
3: yeah yeah
2: is be this be or priscilla to, if i couldn't be married to uh, elvis I'll marry his daughter um but he'd also done his uh sort of elvis impersonation in world at heart as well so um i did kind of feel like there were some um knowing winks to their um careers and that you know them them um as as people outside of the film but i don't know if you if you agree with that but i did think the olivia newton john thing i was i was stunned because i just thought it was awful yeah. um, even though she's a good singer I, I just it's just a,
1: it. a weird choice of song and a weird moment in the I mean I get why John Woo did it but it's just sort of like a weird slow-mo thing it's like what, what are we going for here yeah.
2: yeah
1: um see the bit that really bugs me because it just feels like such a shoehorned in bit of dialogue is when he's in the office and they're celebrating and he says about you know he knows he's been unbearable or whatever and then wonder asks if he's had a surgical procedure yeah to like To have the stick, stick removed from your ass. It's like, sure, he's in a good <laughs> mood now, but asking any boss whether they've had the stick removed from their ass is a bold move. Oh, uh, yeah. And it and just, given how much he like, you know, seemed to swing from mood to mood. <laughs> yes.
2: And also, given that they knew that he was such a humorless git, um, even though he seemed to be in a good mood for that moment, um, you, you'd still say to yourself, maybe I'm pushing it a bit too far here. But, but they blatantly, blatantly wanted favorite. that whole,
1: you know, we need to get in a thing where he thinks he's been rumbled. And <laughs> so, we get somebody to bring up a surgical procedure. What about a stick in the
3: ass? Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah the surgical procedure. It's just a small surgical procedure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there were so many things sort of talking about uh, about um, things like that and um, what uh, about him him wanting to be them wanting to be recognized as themselves yeah uh, and um and the, the thing with the hand on the face you know where it's like uh he runs his hand down people's See, face I, i've
1: there. got this written here is a face hand waterfall thing weird
2: yeah it is weird because it's a bit it's a bit intrusive i find i i don't think i'd want to be greeted by somebody running their hand down. it's one my, of those unless, things at 17 unless it was i thought it's one
1: of those things at 17 when i didn't have a family and anything i thought oh that's quite a nice family weird little thing but you know it's quite sweet and then the more i saw it as i got older i was like actually that's really fucking creepy (laughs) (laughs) it's such an odd thing what is it it's not even touching the face it's like what is this doing
2: (laughs) yeah and and you see you know it's a it's a bit there's also the, the um um i'm sean archer and um i'm cast a fucking troy you know um people saying who they are yeah um it, um, because they've got a thing about um wanting to be recognized for for what they are or, or i think it's to remind casual viewers as well people, isn't it <laughs> yeah or to, to convince people that they are the other person that they're pretending to be um and it, uh, yeah, the ridiculous chin thing did make me laugh. There was a lot a lot of showboating going off, wasn't there? You know, with uh, um, with John Travolta when he's the FBI saviour and everything. Yeah. He was really totally going for it. And uh, they, Again, you both... cannot
1: but wonder whether there'd be some kind of investigation into how exactly he knew how to defuse that bomb when the bomb squad did not.
2: I know, in 20 seconds, like, go away, go away. And they're like, no, we can't do that. And he's like, yeah, you can yeah oh okay i just put the code in yeah
1: (laughs) although i do like his little bit of news footage where it's like you know if i could speak to him i'd say interception it's our ball now (laughs) (laughs) which is weird because in the prison they show the nature channel all the time except for when they need to get that one piece of key news across
2: (laughs) yes exactly yeah it's it's, It's like that's
1: not going to keep them calm is it yeah
2: just 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 showing them animals mating on tv or something um yeah it was bizarre and and it was also absolutely ridiculously i can't um what's that character's name the one with the with the sex sandwich with the wife and sister it was something like dub, dub off or something like that, Some of that
1: i didn't jot but, it down
2: but um when when um sean archer wants to escape as castor troy um he has that absolutely ridiculous plan which is that um uh he's he's literally just asked that guy how do you get out of here and he's like you don't and it's like how do you get out these boots oh you don't and until you know they're um um zapping you when, yeah you when know. they electroshock you <laughs> yeah and uh and so he's like immediately he he doesn't even wait it's like immediately he's like right I'm, I'm gonna do this so he starts this fight so that he can get taken off and um hope, you know he's hoping that he'll get hauled off and that they'll um electrocute him um so he can get his boots off and then escape um just at the very time that this dub off guy or whatever his name is happens to be there and he can convince him in uh, the space of about 10 seconds that he didn't really sleep with his wife and sister and his wife does really love him and she's waiting for him outside and let's escape and I see it's like, I, w-
1: I wonder if the cigarette was the plan and it was just lucky that that guy was there Yeah, but again. it it was a lot riding on them actually being like you know yeah all right we'll let you have a cigarette
2: yeah we'll let you have a cigarette and this this guy just happens to be here at the same time and oh and there also just happens to be some sulfuric acid around as well (laughs) (laughs) and and the
1: guards with guns on the rafters are just incredibly slow at like opening fire yeah we'll let him take a couple out first and then we'll get involved and then perhaps um, this paperwork and they don't want to fill it out so they're just like it's fine until we absolutely have to (laughs)
2: And then I don't know about this because I'm I'm not I'm not so good at biology and um, all of this kind of thing. But if you jumped that far into the ocean, would you be all right?
1: I I don't know. I suppose people jump off cliffs, which is possibly. But I mean, that can go either way. But I suppose that's if there's rocks underneath you.
2: But it was uh, obviously absolutely fine. And within about the space of about half an hour had managed to get to dry land Don't yeah you know.
1: surprising how close that is to land isn't it yeah you thought it would have been out in the middle of the ocean given that it's a secret prison facility because yeah. that close to land somebody with a decent telescope could just be looking at the wrong time and be like wonder what all those helicopters going over there for let's have a peek through we seem to be shipping in convicts
2: yeah
1: but again i, I think it's one of those you know uh basil exposition time travel things and Austin powers and it's like uh, i wouldn't think about that sort of thing and if i were you i wouldn't worry too much about it either <laughs> like i say, there's so much in this film that you can be like it's like did they he's he's sleep he's as he's obviously got john travolta's face but he hasn't got his body yes. sleeping with joan allen's kind of risky if they got the same penis not to be vulgar but
2: <laughs> yeah like, it's
1: yeah. weird my husband's like a few inches bigger or smaller or <laughs> wider or it's like, but he massaged me so it's fine
2: <laughs> yeah and he was being nice and they didn't fall asleep so you know i'll take what i can get <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I love Nicolas cage as john travolta on drugs
2: yeah that is really good that that is really that good. that
1: whole exchange if you know i want to take his face off nick yes. cassavetti's being like no more drugs for that man <laughs> um that whole scene's weird though because we sort of are we now supposed to be rooting for the bad guys who are bad guys but they're helping the good guy in that shootout?
2: yeah and and and,
1: and you got cops just blindly shooting at a kid
2: yeah <laughs> so yeah there's
1: cast Troy and a kid underneath that glass thing just shoot it at anyway <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever it takes yeah and um and and yeah sasha you don't know whether he's supposed to be on her side or not and um it is kind of sad when she dies. Um,
1: well, it's and... when her brother dies and he snogs her.
2: Oh, I know that is kind of.
1: Yeah. I can only imagine that Nick Cassavetes was like, "I really want to snog Gina Gershon. <laughs> can we fix this <laughs> for me?" It's like, "What? Well, I mean, yeah, you are playing her brother." Yeah,
2: and like, like,
1: yeah, but maybe they're close. that kind of family. Yeah, but, you know, they're <laughs> we're skywalkers. <close. laughs>
2: we're, we're quite close, you know.
1: <laughs> we're very much a snogging family.
2: I, I sometimes babysit for her. <laughs>
1: i mean i started to question the paternity of the kid to be honest <laughs> that kid like, he's awfully invested in his nephew and he does snog his sister so <laughs> it's such a weird little thing i mean he's i quite like that character because you never actually seem to do anything particularly heinous other than asking short on archer where his dead son is yeah even as a criminal it's just a dick thing to say. it's like where do you think that was going to go <laughs> that was only going to end with a gun pointing in your eyeball <laughs> but it, that scene does have that awesome mirror scene
2: it, yes yes
1: where they yeah. turn and point the guns but obviously because the reflection is each other
2: yes so it's like you have to kill yourself um uh, again you
1: know, awfully risky shooting each other in the head yes even <laughs> that you yes. want the face back
2: but. you want the face back but also um the person you're looking i mean you you're looking at you're you're looking at the other person in the mirror because you've got the other person's face. But if the person that you're going to shoot has your face, it's like killing yourself. Yeah. And so there's that, there's that scene at the end where he suddenly decides he's going to mutilate his face, you know, because he doesn't want him to have yeah. his, his face back. So he starts like like cutting his face off basically. So he's um,
1: hacking it up with that bit of metal. Yeah, he, isn't he starts
2: hacking it with a knife and everything, and it's like um he's um because at one point um uh Castor Troy says, you know, I deserve to be punished and and it's that thing of um
1: um. i do like, love that line i wrote that line down you're right sean i've misbehaved i need to be punished
2: i need to be punished yeah and um and like he's but john travolta characters it, I, it's really hard to talk about them because you you can't um call them one name because yeah no i know <laughs> it's it's such a hard film to talk about isn't it um in that he's he's stabbing himself in the face because he wants to to hurt that face because if john archer gets the face back it will be damaged you know although he's forgetting that the technology or so he thinks it doesn't exist anymore because he doesn't know about this place in dc where they've got other experts um but he thinks the technology is not there and that they won't be able to fix the face and fit it back on him anyway um, but he, he,
1: throughout the film he's saying that he wants to get his face back
2: yes he does they, like i said that's
1: why i would have thought you'd have just kept that one guy alive or at least a member of the surgical team who witnessed it and could probably do it for him <laughs> yeah 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 but
2: but they yeah they have to keep reminding themselves and uh you know because actually when um um nicholas cage wakes up and um uh as he, he's um he's shorn but he's got castor troy's face yeah he, he's like saying um,
3: fuck uh, yeah, he fuck says, i'm fuck you fuck you
2: fuck you i'm castor archer doesn't he yeah. So it's like it's like he's half and half he's like i'm i that's when
1: he's on, he's on the drugs isn't it
2: yeah it's when he's on the drugs it's i'm not me i'm me castor archer i'm not dead i'm me you know he's tripping but um, it's that
1: nice touch when he's looking at the picture of michael and but it's yes. nicholas cage's face reflected back at him before he punches in... the frame
2: yes yeah exactly yeah there's, there's so much going off and that hall of mirrors shoot out with them back to back looking at themselves in the mirror
0: <sighs> i don't know what i hate wearing worse your face or your body I mean, I enjoy boning your wife, but um, well, let's face it. We both like it better the other way, yes? So why don't we just trade back? You can't give back what you've taken from me. Oh, well. Plan B. Let's just kill each other.
1: Which, that's a weird setup to have in your place, isn't it?
2: Yeah yeah but you know
1: it's like this this is my mirror room where i just like to have them all in a circle (laughs) okay cool
2: like it it was a nightclub anyway didn't it it looked like yeah
1: possibly
2: (laughs) sitting in a nightclub or something i don't know
1: many late 90s drug dealers so i'm not Uh, sure what their decor (laughs) is
2: (laughs) late 90s drug dealers um who live with their sisters and kiss them
1: (laughs) who weirdly have everything he had when he was arrested but where did they get that shit from
2: Oh, they they kept it, the, the box with the with the chiclets in it. And, yeah. Um, and, and his guns. guns. Which he was quite happy. He he You know, considering that that was Sean holding those guns, he looked quite happy to be handling them, didn't he? Um,
1: yeah. Again, this is kind of the thing where I, they sort of get into each other's lives a little bit. I mean, Sean yeah. never goes all criminal, but you get the feeling that there's elements of that lifestyle that he is enjoying. It's like when he puts on his clothes, like these clothes are nice.
2: Yes. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, because they, yeah, they're your clothes and he's like oh i know i know but they're nice yeah um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could, yeah can we just take a
1: moment in this scene to acknowledge paul loomis who loses his ear gets a new ear and then gets killed anyway
2: <laughs> yeah that was but that guy
1: went on a journey
2: he really did it's like here we are just making an ear for him <laughs> <laughs> um
1: he's played by matt ross as well who directed captain fantastic which we previously covered on the pod but
3: <laughs> oh, I, I just i just i just oh. I,
1: i just thought he had such a sad little story arc (laughs) it's like desperate housewives guy perfectly fine he gets knocked out and they pretend they have killed him yeah but poor loomis
2: (laughs) yeah oh no yeah
1: or, or even Wanda with a stick-up-your-ass comment. I was kind of like, she's going to get it later on for that.
2: Yeah, definitely Wanda was going to get it. But actually, Wanda ended up saving the day when yeah. Eve called her, didn't she? I mean, how how she believed what Eve was telling her. Except that she would have gone like, yeah, because actually that comment I made about him having a stick up his ass he wouldn't have accepted that. Um, so it <laughs> I me- bet
1: she was like, OK, I've got this wild thing to tell you. But first, nobody tell him I made this comment. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Can we can we just pretend that that party didn't happen, <laughs> where we were all telling him what a grumpy old git he is? Um, yeah. Um, but it's that. Uh, I've forgotten what I was saying now. I'm like ah, sorry. I don't know what's going on? No, it's all right. Um, it's it's just because there's so much to talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, oh I can't remember what I was talking about I'm sorry all right. I'm that's all
1: right well, if, if um, it comes back to, um, well I mean sort of go moving away from the action then there's a genuinely lovely scene between Nicholas Cage and Joan Allen in the hospital where he's talking about their first date yes and you're like as much fun as John Travolta's having Nick Cage got the better end of the deal as far as being able to act goes yeah he
2: definitely did
1: because Travolta's not Sean Archer for that much of the film
2: no and and also the sean archer that we see a is a bellend presumably not yeah, it's, presumably <laughs> it's a not raven bella that she first met yeah before their son had been killed and um and he started um suffering every day you know um and taking it out on everybody um and uh yeah and but he does get to john travolta character character as um um no sorry again C- Caster- that's that's uh, it's so hard to talk it. about Nick, Nick
1: Cage it, as John Travolta as yeah Caster Troy
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, about you're the only family I've got you know when he's saying to um uh to to Joan Allen you know you're the only family I've got I don't want to lose you um uh, uh but it's not actually tr- true because um he knows that his brother's dead he doesn't know that he has a son so, Yeah. uh but but as far as he's concerned and he never knows no <laughs> he never knows but but as far as he's concerned he has no family anymore so maybe he had part of him had sort of thought that he'd have a self-made a ready-made family there with um a wife yeah because i suppose without pollux was what? grateful for any sex she could get <laughs> and um uh, and and a daughter who likes smoking fags with him you know um i don't know um yeah and then
3: yeah
2: but i i yeah i i i just i'm sorry i'm being rubbish on this podcast
1: no 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 it's fine like i said there's so much to try and remember in this, <laughs> this but
2: um... but when he gets suspicious you know that because eve's gone in the middle of the night he didn't feel her stabbing him in the arm to get some blood no you know? didn't feel that i mean he's as tough as boots you know but um he but he wakes up and it's like oh she's not there so something weird must have happened he's immediately suspicious um so he knows she knows he's the fake now but he knows that she's lying because um because when she says to him like no and i i just work Uh, I'm a doctor. I I have to work nights, you know, I have to go off for emergencies and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, right. And then he's like, oh, it's lying and deceit and everything. It's just like a proper marriage. Uh, Whatever it is that he says, He knows she's lying as well. But like, why does that bother him? Because as Castor Troy, Castor Troy wouldn't give a shit if those people knew who he was because he wants to get Sean anyway yeah and he wants to kill sean and he was going to do it anyway so why does he care if they've rumbled him because it was it, he was going to have to do something about it at some point anyway i
1: but, guess he couldn't do it then because his boss had just died yeah i guess, I guess he, a pile up of you know sudden deaths of people close to him would be a bit <laughs> yeah i suppose but, he could kill her and claim Cast troy did it
2: yeah definitely he could he could have done that could, yeah he
1: could have easily set that up but co-
2: totally gotten away
1: with it yeah but yeah. then we 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 wouldn't have had the ending
2: yeah so obviously
1: we we get the ending which is at the funeral which has got um when i went to Lemington and they were holding it in the church in my head i just had the john Travolta. is isn't this religious yeah <laughs> i love his delivery of that line
2: and all uh, those the, like um the wind uh, you know the wind sweeping through and blowing the curtains and stuff
1: that's it and that's where the doves come in isn't it in that and
2: story. no one no one thinks it's strange that suddenly there's loads of birds in the church <laughs> no nobody's like what oh oh god you, you know normally you're at the supermarket and a pigeon walks in and everybody goes crazy going like <laughs> oh my god there's a bird in here and they all go crazy trying to get the bird out of the shop but They're at a funeral and loads of um, pigeons rock up or seagulls or God knows what.
1: It's doves.
2: If
1: if it was in this country, it'd be pigeons.
2: Well, yeah, it could have been doves in the church. But when he was outside, it was definitely seagulls, you know, when he was on the (laughs) beach. Um, But anyway, all all these birds there and nobody bats an eyelid. It's just like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you. Um, and I, I've read something about how John Woo loves having birds in his film because they're symbolic for him, representing the purity of the soul and being messengers between people and God. Yeah. Like, OK. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Like in face off. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it's just a, they, they're just really used to symbolise that there's some movement in the background, aren't they? It's like, oh, yeah. it's here. Because the birds have started moving. So we all Actually, know. I think it's,
1: it's just another thing to look cool, isn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just another thing you can have in slow motion, like beating wings and stuff. um And yeah, the, the, the standoff is amazing. Um, yeah,
1: I love Gina Gershon in that standoff. I wrote a note that it's a really is a shame that she wasn't in more good movies. She's been in good yeah. movies, but she really should have been in more. I love the bit where he's like, Sasha Darling, I'm Caster, he's Sean. She's like, and I'm bored.
2: Yeah yeah and, and i'm surprised that because because it did kind of look like she was getting suspicious but she kind of she didn't seem to and then
1: when i think said, even if she did because yeah i thought she just didn't care anymore because at the end of the day it was still castor who killed her brother as yeah. sean archer he was still because again he takes that shot when he's got the kid in his sight yeah it's like who were you trying to kill then you had nothing against that kid
2: <laughs> well that i mean that's what happened with michael isn't it? Yeah, but it's kill
1: no, but in that one, it particularly looked like he was aiming at the kid. If her brother hadn't stepped in, yeah, and taken the bullet,
2: yeah, and, like he, you see, he wasn't aiming that,
1: at Nick Cage at that point.
2: It's that it's that thing, isn't it? That it's um that they're not all bad, and they're not all good. Um, so so the brother, the um, the kissing brother, um, saved the kid's life. Um,
3: yeah,
2: and um. And Sasha really care. You know, we don't know how bad Sasha's been, or if she's ever been a bad person. But it all just seems to be um, unfortunate to have a, 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 a criminal brother, and um, and to have got in with um, with Castor Troy at some point, or whether she's actually a criminal in her own right. You know, but um, but she seems okay, and and she keep, certainly cares for the boy and wants to bring him up right. And uh, didn't want anything to happen to him. So for her to say, "Take care of our boy. Don't let him grow up to be like us." Um, part of you does kind of wonder whether she, she, part of her knew that it wasn't Castor Troy, that it was it was Sean Archer, even though she was saying, "Don't let him be like us." Yeah. Um. And uh, the fact that she sort of died. In his arms, you know, or what have you. I and do like when she's them. like, "You
1: okay, baby?" Just Nick Cage's thing, I'm kind of like, "Shit, my wife stood there." It's like, "Yeah, I'm cool." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So, so honestly, yeah. I did not fuck this woman. Uh, I promise yeah, you.
2: I, I know it was all that, like, kind of like the um, with the standoff where they're all like, um, it was all about, you know, it was very western, wasn't it? It was all yeah. about close, it's extreme close-ups of the eyes and stuff. But then people putting um lowering their eyes so they weren't looking people in the eye anymore yeah at at certain points because of the embarrassment of like oh I've slept with that guy and he's not my husband and oh I've slept with her boyfriend um and this is awkward yeah it was it was very awkward (laughs) all round really wasn't it and um yeah so he promises and, and you're like oh so he's gonna make sure that this kid gets a good home uh, you know when they're when they're all dead and everything but
1: I even thought, though she did, did left him with a cousin was... so i was kind yes. of like I, was like I guess the family didn't want
2: the kid yeah i do i do you think as well that that um it was a bit creepy that they just suddenly took this this kid adam and it's like oh adam needs somewhere to live and they're like
1: hey, well, I've, hey. I've got as my final note handy replacement son makes up uh, makes for a happy ending because, I mean, yeah, he doesn't really like, give her much choice either, does he? It's like, you know, he needs a place to live. And then the daughter's uh, like, let me show you a room.
2: <laughs> yeah, immediately. Forget and then the Joan Allen's got a no
1: choice to be kind of like, yeah, right, I guess.
2: And, and she's like, that, that'll that be fine. Because
1: <laughs> you've got the whole, I don't need the scar anymore.
2: Yes. Yes. So so it's that whole Because it's like, the... I've
1: replaced that kid. That kid's old news. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it's, uh, Yeah he's changed since the film started so he doesn't need to hold on to his scar anymore because um he doesn't need to feel that pain anymore he's worked through all the pain because so he he's, he's, he's to found to a handy
1: similar looking kid
2: <laughs> yes so the, the scar can be removed he can move on because castor troy is now dead or or so he thinks because you never know do you um but um i mean supposedly he is dead but he he died previously but he wasn't dead um we'll we'll
1: come on to that in a minute
2: but um you know it's like when you wake up everything will be restored just the way it was yeah everything will be back to normal you know um but yeah he's changed he's moved on he he doesn't need the scar anymore because he doesn't need a reminder that this awful um castor troy guy shot their kid he'll just replace the kid with castor troy's kid and that won't be a problem at all have Um, that as a daily reminder yes and 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 the whole thing of like because that's um castor troy's flesh and blood the whole thing of them having different blood types and um you know uh with that delay in in the narrative where it was like um making it quite clear like oh you know the only difference would be that you'll have different blood types but nobody needs to know about that you know so you know that that's going to crop up at some point and of course it does but then they end up with with someone else's kid not their flesh and blood but they've decided that they'll adopt him and give yeah. him a good life
1: i i will Even say though, as ridiculous though, that ending is i do sometimes tear up depends really? on the mood when i'm watching it but there are times yeah. where i'm like oh that's kind of beautiful
2: <laughs> i just thought it was weird
1: oh i think it's weird i think it's really really weird but at the same time i'm just like oh, it's just a happy ending <laughs> Things are gonna be fine. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Oh no. That'd be the sequel the sequel. It would have been a legal battle <laughs> where yeah. her family with the kid.
2: Maybe but you see, if there was a sequel, Adam bec- could have been resentful about his mum and his real dad dying. Which
1: thing when he hits a teenager, I mean he's cute now because he's allegedly five. Yeah. But um yeah, once he hits teenager, he's like, you know, my real dad because he yeah. knows he's not his real dad because he met like, his
3: real dad
2: <laughs> yeah and um and and he would be like okay so my mum and dad died because of you in the same way that john Travolta was like my kid died because of you yeah. had his personal vendetta
1: I think it, was like, very like, it wasn't <laughs> me it was
2: <laughs> when...
1: <laughs> it was your dad wearing my face <laughs>
2: I'm fuck off <laughs> how could that happen <laughs>
1: so much therapy in and that, that kid's future
2: ending, it was like you know the slow-mo bit where um oh how
1: misty
2: is it that misty is it outside <laughs> yeah it's, it's slow-mo misty and all you can see is john travolta's fake hair outside that was another thing i thought was hilarious was that they made some point of saying when they were doing the um, we'll take the face off and everything and making him look like him. They were going, oh, we'll change the hairline. Yeah. Like as if like, we'll have to make your hairline more receding because um, Casualty Troy's got less hair than you. And it's like, what a cheek. Like, George Walter's got Lego hair. It's not real. It's it's just as fake as um, Nicolas Cage's hair is. It was like, that is a joke if ever I've heard one. But, but yeah, at the end, the slow-mo misty thing as he's returning home and uh you know they come to the door and it's all like dreamy again like it was at the beginning before before they shot the kid um you know yeah it it went back to that slow-mo misty thing again yeah. at the end very cheesy very cheesy
1: it is it's like i say if you just don't don't overthink it but <laughs> i well,
2: mean you can't
1: we, we've sort of glossed it. over the boat chase as well which is just magnificently fucking stupid <laughs>
2: i mean this film
1: has got the worst stunt doubles
2: but you know what those th- but those stunt men really earned their money that oh they do but they look easy.
1: nothing like I, no. I put that you know the the worst you know the most obvious stunt doubles since roger moore and Never you to a kill <laughs> it's like at one point they might as well have just got in two black stunt men i'm just like, it's fine because <laughs> like nick cage's one flies through the air and he's got long flowing hair <laughs>
2: yeah but that was uh he was getting ready to do con air wasn't he
1: <laughs> i wasn't sure i wasn't sure which stunt double was meant to be which <laughs> when they're flying through there i'm like which one was sean and which one was uh, fuck it it doesn't matter <laughs>
2: yeah so, so which one's which anyway i don't know i don't care i, I don't know what to call them because it's like we've had this whole problem throughout recording this podcast which is um when you're talking about sean archer you have to be clear that it's sean archer in in Nicolas cage's body <laughs> or, i'm not
1: even convinced i mean high definition has not been kind to this film with regard to that because i'm not even sure it's the same stunt doubles <laughs> from shot to shot as that boat hits and then well, flies through the air
2: I, I've got this film I've got three copies of this film I've got um, a video with a lenticular cover I was
1: about to say I had the video with the lenticular cover where you could whichever way you held it was one of the others
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got the video and that was the one that I rewatched first and then I got I popped out the blu-ray because I, I've got I've got the video the dvd and the blu-ray and the blu-ray was brand new and still had the sealed Um, it was still sealed and everything i hadn't opened it yet so i thought when i rewatch it to write notes i'm gonna watch the blu-ray so i got it out for a special occasion and um um, yeah but
1: i I think my video is long gone to the wind unfortunately um i've got it on i think i've still got it on dvd and i've got it on blu-ray i did actually watch it on disney plus (laughs) (laughs) because i couldn't be asked to put a disc in
2: (laughs) all, all all the different platforms all the different formats yeah yeah um yeah and i need to watch wind talkers because clearly that is a john woo film that nicholas cage is in and it is supposed to be really good but i think uh,
1: i've seen it a long time ago. that's the one with christian slater as well isn't it
2: yeah i haven't managed to watch it um
1: i think i have seen it a long time ago to be
2: in the right mood to be watching a war film yeah Um, they're not
1: generally jolly films
2: (laughs) no so even though this is not like well, it's got its funny moments but it's not generally a jolly film in, in... no
1: it does like I say it ends with a horrible murder of a child there's a child endangerment in the middle of it um there's and bad guys could... and their girlfriends sort of being killed <laughs> the, and you're kind of like
2: i don't know how i'm supposed
3: to
1: feel about child
2: this abducting at the end which <laughs> the, is just yeah. like, i'm just gonna take this kid home with me there's, really...
1: there's multiple cops being killed as well that you kind of like i don't i don't I mean, they're shooting at the bad guys. We're helping the good guys. I'm like, I don't know what I'm meant to be rooting for oh, here.
2: And do you know what we haven't covered as well is the it's just one last job. Yeah. This happens so much where you just go, yeah, no, it's not just one last job.
1: Ne- never uh, say it's one last it, job.
2: It, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's this one job. I have to go undercover. I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing. You know, um, you know, it's not going to work out right. But at the end of it. How long is it going to take him to write that report up? I know. And who'd believe it?
1: I was going to say, can you imagine if that has to go through Congress, given the amount of, I can imagine there'd be a proper investigation into it that quite possibly would like, you know, clear and present danger style end with him testifying in front of Congress. Yeah. And
2: then it's throwing, like Because all these yeah,
1: people that... stood on the boat dock who just stood there when there was machine guns going off. But like, get yeah. on the floor, you twat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, stand and... here and take a bullet.
2: And also, they'd be going, like, if he was in the lineup, it'd be, yeah, it was that guy that did it. <laughs> no, no, but my face was on this other guy. It was the other guy that did it. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, all right, we've heard that one before.
2: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: I do like that that whole end fight basically comes down to him kicking him in the bollocks.
2: Oh, but, yeah. That that was good.
1: <laughs> it's like you've got all these awesome action, action set pieces, and it basically comes down to a dirty school. schoolyard fucking like, tactic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because he's got that like anchor thing that he keeps like smashing into the boat. Yeah. All looking very dangerous. And, and the, the speedboat like crashing into buildings or into other boats and things like that. God knows what. So all yeah. those
1: harbour patrol officers that are killed on that boat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is good fun. Um, I, I always wanted to do a comic that was like minor characters in films. Like, their life oh, leading up to the moment where they're killed off and then the moment after. Totally it's it's kind of now. done a little bit in Austin Powers with the henchmen where they get the families get the phone calls. <laughs> but it's just kind of, it's like the guard at Nakatomi and Die Hard. It's just kind of, like, you know, yeah, I'll work Christmas oh, Eve we... because we can pay for so and so surgery. It'll be nice double money. It'll be a nice easy shift. They're just having a pie upstairs. Terrorists kill him. <laughs>
2: He's lovely, though, isn't he? He should have his own comic. Yeah. It's
3: just
1: like, the lives of the characters you don't think about. Yeah. Those harbour patrol guys who just try and stop two speedboats will all get gunned down.
2: Uh, they yeah, were going to
1: a wedding that weekend, probably. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, like, what had they been doing prior to that? You know, they had a nice day out with the family, and then suddenly, just minding their own business. Two <laughs> <laughs> weird looking guys that don't look anything like they're supposed to look like.
1: <laughs> the, the pilot of uh, Castor Troy's plane at the beginning who gets shot in the head because he can't take off. I know this guy's a bit dodgy but it's a sweet deal it's nice money we can finally pay for our honeymoon (laughs) these are the people nobody thinks about
2: yeah
1: the prison guards that Nick Cage saves by not having the guy kill him who probably then ran out and got taken out in the riot anyway
2: yeah and that that other guy who tells him how he can escape you know well like not tells him how he can escape he's saying like you can't get out oh the
1: Tom Jane character
2: yeah I was like, Tom know, Jane, it's Tom Jane yeah why you know yeah all these people that should have had um, bigger roles uh, or um, backstories but it. I, I don't think this the film could have handled it <laughs> I, I don't think it could have because the film would have been like it's already two hours 20 minutes yeah
1: because one of my general notes is could this film have done would be in 20 minutes shorter because as much as I love it there are a couple of little bits where it starts to sag a little bit
2: which bits of those do you think?
1: I don't know. It's just certain beats where it just it's nothing in particular. It just feels like the film slows right down at times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I
1: think it's mostly the Joan Allen stuff. Joan Allen is a fantastic actress, but it's a fairly thankless role. As much as they make her a meteor part than the wife part would be in most of these films. Yeah. It's just the archer at home or, you know, cast being archer at home stuff sometimes yeah. drags a little bit
2: yeah i i agree yeah um, um I, th- I think it could do with being a bit shorter i think maybe one hour 45 it's two hours 20 or two hours 19 whatever um i think it could have done with being a bit shorter two hours tops um, yeah i
1: think it's it would have been a really good punchy like Conair's a really nice punchy i think it's just under two hours isn't it conair yeah but but again, it's one of those ones that I struggle to think what I would actually lose.
2: Yeah. Uh, it like, sort
1: of sags at different times for me, depending on when I'm watching it.
2: Yeah, I think. But, and I think, me, I
1: think the more you've seen it, the more you just want to get to the bits
2: you love. For me, it's all the schmaltzy stuff. And yeah. the, the bit at the beginning um, could have been quicker. I know, th- I know that you don't like the bit at the beginning, but um, maybe it would. Um,
1: I generally it, don't think you need it. I mean, it sets up that it was an accident that he killed him because he looked away and obviously didn't see John Travolta pick his son up. Yeah. Which who picks their son up on a carousel anyway? Let the kid enjoy the fucking ride, you monster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because he, he looks oh, down at his drink or something, doesn't he? And then when he looks back up... Yeah. He takes the shot. But, it's, like I say, you could have easily gone into the, you know, five years ago or whatever it is. Yeah. He killed my son.
2: Yeah. I think I think it was too kind of... um. He was trying to make it like, um, oh, you know, they had this perfect life. And and then this this horrible thing happened. And and now look at it, you know, he's a broken man. But they could have done that so much more quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, the opening scene and the end scene where he comes back. Yeah. Feel a little bit like they were tacked on afterwards. They obviously weren't because you obviously had to have him yeah. have his own face back at the end. Yeah. But I have- do kind of feel like it could have ended in the hospital with the I don't need the scar anymore yeah because even with that ending on it feel it weirdly seems to stop
2: yes but it but it's um but they needed to have the uh oh adam's coming to live with us now bit didn't they you know yeah um but yeah it's it it's too kind of um (laughs) it's too feel good for me (laughs)
1: because yeah i mean that's the thing with action movies a lot of action movies tend to end with like a really good punchy action movie ending line like you know Commando's got the you know uh, no yeah. chance thing, and as he flies off, and even Con Air's got the weird even before the weird Steve Buscemi thing.
2: Yeah, and it just kind of fizzled out, doesn't it?
1: But Is yeah, that... this this was just kind of like, and we got nothing. And, <laughs> Feet yeah, are black.
2: It's it's like um um that would be okay. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really want another kid now.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting on a bit. <laughs> we really want the hassle of dealing with another teenager who's look at this bitch (laughs) don't yeah
0: (laughs) I was thinking the other day I I remember I once took a date out for surf and turf not knowing she was a vegetarian so she ate bread and uh, and broke her tooth on a rice seat. <laughs> we we drove around all night uh, looking for a for an all night dentist. And and he uh, he was so drunk he fixed the wrong tooth. <laughs> and. It, it, When I finally brought her home, even though it must have hurt like hell, you, you, you kissed
3: me.
2: should make a film where adam um turns against his father
1: (laughs) well that sort of we'll come back to the main film but sort of quickly i always like to talk about sequels um part of me surprised this film didn't get a sequel yeah or a spin-off tv series a bit like con air yeah
3: um
1: i'm surprised it didn't get a spin-off tv series at least or a series of straight to dvd because it was that late 90s into the early 2000s when like touchstone disney in particular were really going into the shitty cheap follow-ups so like the dust till dawn sequels and that sort of thing
2: yeah
1: again this film sort of smacks it because you don't even need nick cage and john travolta back to make a sequel
2: no
1: you can just have like you know whoever were the hot bruce campbell and whoever else was hot was straight bruce campbell and robert patrick they were hot in the straight to dvd market at that time and i love both those actors so it's not a slight on them can you imagine bruce campbell and um, robert patrick swapping faces bruce, in a straight to bruce, dvd face-off sequel
2: bruce campbell would have been ace oh he's so good he's so funny he's
1: robert he's, bruce campbell as robert patrick playing whatever the bruce campbell character is commenting yeah. on the ridiculous he, chin
2: you could pull that off yeah and and the ridiculous chin thing you could pull that off as well yeah.
1: <laughs> see we just made the greatest sequel that was never made
2: yeah we did yeah oh, i love i love bruce campbell
1: I mean, who doesn't love Bruce? I love Bruce Campbell as well. Um yeah. 'cause Because they were going to remake the film, and then they've now said that that remake is going to be a sequel, um, which sort of died off early last year and then has been reignited recently with, with... Nick Cage on the press tour, um. saying that he's in talks to return and be in the sequel.
2: Really?
1: Yeah, I mean I love Nick Cage, but I kind of think if they're going to do it, they do it with new characters.
2: I, well. Because
1: uh, we, we've kind of gone as far as we can go, really, haven't we? Short he, of doing a Fast and Furious and like he's suddenly uh, the good guy.
2: Unless he's Adam. Ah.
1: He wouldn't be old enough. That'd be, that'd be some weird age, it? unless they're going to set it in the future.
2: It's a long time ago.
1: <laughs> it's 25 years this year, oh, isn't it?
2: Oh, also, why are we arguing about the time delay? You
1: know, like how it would be. I <laughs> know. It's just. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're going to do it, I don't think they should have remade it, but I think maybe just a legacy sequel with a few of those characters popping back. Maybe Travolta popping back. Maybe some. Find some way to get Castor Troy in it, maybe. But not as the leads. Yeah. I, like yeah. I say, I kind of feel like we'd said all we needed to say with that film
2: because yeah. okay. again it's
1: so fucking ridiculous it's like where can you go next
2: it is ridiculous but mind you i saw
1: that by several fast and furious films and they they've upped it so
2: yeah <laughs> With, they just, they just you know, carry on yeah <laughs> results and um uh another um action movie thing um predator and stuff yeah, so, yeah um yeah. i mean hats off
1: to them they didn't make it or they you know they waited this long to Start kicking around a sequel because so I'd never heard anything about a sequel being kicked around before.
2: Well, nothing would surprise me with Nick Cage. It, it's um. He, I know that you know people have said that he'll just do anything. He'll 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 do whatever he gets paid to do. Um, whatever if he's available and uh, they're they're offering a big salary, he'll take well, it. Yeah, because there's but, that
1: College Humor thing, isn't it, about Nick Cage's agent? Yeah. Which yes. is hilarious. I love that sketch.
2: Yeah, yeah. but um, but uh, I don't. I hmm. well, it, it depends who's directing it for a start. It depends who's 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 writing it and what what it entails and stuff. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he wouldn't do it. Would you? I mean,
1: he, oh no, I think he's he's up for doing it. I just
2: hmm. it's whether I, it happens. It,
1: it feels like a stretch to.
2: 'Cause, cause Make they... it happen.
1: Unless they're gonna be like he had a twin brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, aside from aside from Pollux, who who obviously wasn't his twin brother, it was his baby brother. But um um but yeah, I you know, yeah, I, I just think that they'd have to bring him back as Adam. Adam yeah.
1: Was... I just I don't know, if that might be a leap
2: too far. But then they'd have to have somebody, if he was Adam, they'd have to have somebody older to play um, Sean, because... See, I don't think they bring Travolta
1: back. I don't think Travolta's got that thing anymore where people still feel like, about him, the way they do about Nick Cage. Because Nick Cage sort of, you know, he has these highs and then slopes off, you sort of hit your gone-in-62nd downward spiral, and then he peaks again. Then he sort of drops off again with your Wicker Man and that, and he peaks again, and
2: about Wicker Man's Ace.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> not and the so bees.
2: And and so he's gone in sixty seconds. I've
1: only seen Gone in sixty seconds once at the cinema, <laughs> off the back of coming off the Holy Trinity, i think this yeah, is going to well, be the well, first one, and it was a massive letdown. I've never gone back to it. I must admit. So it may actually be better on second viewing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. It's not it's not Con Air level. You know.
1: I mean, few things are, to be fair.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, like
1: I say, this is this is the Nick Cage holy trinity for a reason. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like I say, I I remain open minded to a sequel. I Just I don't need it.
2: No, I don't need it either. I don't. I'm happy need to
1: be proved wrong, but I, I'm more than happy not to take the risk either.
2: I don't know if it would just ruin it as well because um it's so kind of campy in the first place and uh and so over the top that um what else could you do
1: Well yeah it's it's so nineties as well Yeah <laughs> in the best possible way it's like I don't know some legacy sequels work I just don't think I'm not sure like I say happy to be proved wrong um
2: yeah and so many characters were killed off in it that um unless you did a um, Dirty Den from EastEnders coming back, he never really died and, uh, you know, he's, he's still alive. These things happen in loads of films, don't they? Um, they do. It's... Where, where it's suddenly explained away that a character hadn't. Really... Oh, yeah,
1: I've seen characters shoehorned into sequels with less
2: <laughs>
1: work. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. <laughs> but also they could have the new technology. The people in DC could have brought, Castor Troy back to life.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, there's nothing that definitively says he's dead. No. You see him motionless in the thing, but you know they thought he was dead when they took his face off in the first place.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah. Well, they thought he was um uh, a vegetable, whatever it was they called him.
1: They'll just be like we cryogenically frozen.
2: Yeah, in, ca- in case it was a, in case he could be of any use. <laughs>
1: That's it, in case we ever needed him again.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you could have had so much fun going in with different combinations like say the potential combinations they had at the beginning yeah with like a Schwarzenegger Stallone Pacino De Niro they could have gone nuts with sequels of just a different pair each movie
2: yeah a bit like like they do with um um oh god what's that um oh, I'm terrible I've got an awful memory um true detective you know where yeah. so it's not like oh we're bringing those people back again it's like oh we've got new people now and there's no question about that it's not it's it's just how it is um so yeah have a have face off too but it's uh, I would have loved to have seen
1: Denzel and Wesley Snipes
2: yeah I'm trying to think who I'd like to see you see I think um um I mean I love Bruce Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell would have been great um I don't know who I'm pairing with but I'd love to see Crispin Glover he would have yeah. been good um he he could have done it um wings would be fabulous he yeah good at it hammering it up um yeah loads loads of people could yeah yeah you could go, you
1: could go into so many different genres as well you could have done comedies
2: <laughs> yeah it could have been yeah it could have been because uh, yeah it could be like a a continuing project where we should just put this out there that, you know, if anybody wants to take it up, that they, they could do a different, as you say, a different genre with different um, styles um, and, di- and different actors and actresses. Until T- um, you've hit
1: the point where it's like Robert Paz and Swaps Faces with Kristen Stewart.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like face Off 20. Uh, yeah. Th- there's a version of this film where you don't even bother with. Castor Troy waking up, and it's just an hour and a half of Nick Cage in as you know, Sean Archer as Castor Troy in prison.
3: Oh, yeah, it's just
1: like a really dark thriller kind of thing where it's like yeah. Fortress or No Escape or something like that because there's something very fortressy and futuristic about that prison, even though it's yeah. just a simple thing of magnet boots, but it's just like, ooh, sci fi.
2: Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? It And yeah, there's something very old school about it. It's kind of like um, like something from Frankenstein's monster era or something. Um, um, but at the same time that you know, we're supposed to believe that Sean Archer's got all these computer skills that he can just tap into this computer and override the system so that he can get out there. Um, again, something else that you you have to pretend that you believe. Um yeah there's so much going on um any of the you know cuz cuz it could have been the story about that that weird family setup with yeah. the, with Sasha and her brother and <laughs> what's going off there and um yeah yeah you you could you could that you could this could continue you know forever
1: Again, I'm amazed they didn't just, res- they managed to resist the temptation because the money, the film made a decent chunk of money as well. It's so amazing. just on the name of Face Off alone, they could have got a good it's five, not- ten years in straight to DVD movies.
2: And and the, and as I say, the fact that there, there was a novelization thing, um, <laughs> you don't bother doing that if you don't think you're going to make a bit of money off it, do you?
1: Well, that's it. Look um, how many sequels Universal Soldier churned out just based on the name Universal Soldier. <laughs>
2: yeah and um and and like like they did with um halloween um yeah where halloween three was totally different and and i think fabulous um season of the witch is just wonderful um so it was just under under that 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 general heading yeah it's a halloween film but it's not it's not halloween and and it's It's not a follow-up to halloween an an anthology series yeah an anthology series it could have just been a face-off anthology series and um and face-off could have meant anything that you wanted it to mean so it doesn't have to literally mean that you're having your face off
1: um, (laughs) because again by the early 2000s they could have probably easily got Seagal and yeah Jean-Claude Van Damme or Dolph Lundgren in a straight to DVD one because that's pretty much why they were at that point.
2: But they do, yeah. Yeah. Except that they, they have to speed up Stephen Cigar, don't they? So John Wu couldn't have made it because he wouldn't be able to slow him down. But Although
1: Van Damme and Christopher Lambert would have been good.
2: Van Damme's ace, I think. Yes. And Dolph Surely
1: Lundgren's just for the Eurotrash accents.
2: Dolph Lundgren's <laughs> good as well. I like him.
1: Yeah. I like Dolph Lundgren a lot. I, I like him. He comes across very well when he's interviewed as well. Yeah. Actually, but I mean, you know, who doesn't enjoy those sort of movies? They're not all great, but <laughs> in no. fact, some of them are downright I fucking th- stupid. But
2: I, th- I think we've, I think we've got a good argument for it continuing as a, as, as an anthology series of um, face-off films, which doesn't mean that it has to be anything to do with Castor Troy and Sean Archer.
1: Well, no, because again, or- I think we've had the novelty of Nick Cage. You know go and full nick cage it's like where's yeah. there left for nick cage to go now
2: yeah it's got to be something else it'd have to be like like the um like the halloween three version you yeah know? It, it'd it have to be um a film under that heading but with actually nothing whatsoever to do with the original version unless you did want to pick up on um, a small character and develop their story um just under that heading but it could equally be a situation where people are are um mistaken for each other rather it should than... be
1: wonder wonder is the uh, margaret yeah. cho should have been the lead in the sequel
3: yeah the, again that, that was the straight done, dvd
1: thing on it, those cashing <laughs> movies like when they did the get smart one where it was whatever the names were harry and lloyd or whatever
2: i'm thinking with wonder it could be based off the wanderers and loads <laughs> of people all with Wander's face like doppelgangers so What's just, it? Like, that's
1: on its level we don't just take the face we clone the face yes they built a new ear so why couldn't they copy yeah, the face
2: because we have the technology you know we've got like uh the, the specialists from dc you know so DC. they can do whatever you want them to do
1: what <laughs> <laughs> they got to do is we a bit of reading they can solve this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that they have the exact same setup to refit his face as well
2: I know, yeah. Like yeah, the same equipment that had all been smashed up. It's like luckily this
1: stuff didn't burn up in the fire.
2: Luckily we've got a face plunger. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like
1: (laughs) really low rent it is just a toilet plunger. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh that didn't that didn't go in in the correct place. We just like squash it down.
1: (laughs) Why doesn't it fit? It's like when you take something out of the box and it never goes back in the way it came. Out. It's like his face doesn't go back on right. He's got a weird line.
2: He's got a ridiculous chin now.
1: <laughs> Just staples.
2: Oh dear.
1: Staples and jiffy tape holding his face back
2: on. <laughs> his, but his wife looks at him and goes, "Oh, Sean, it's you." <laughs>
1: Oh dear. Mm. <laughs> All right. Then. I mean, we sort of we we've, we've covered season that sort of, sort of any final thoughts on the film. You know, the things. I, quickly I do want to mention John Powell's score. Actually, I really like John Powell's score.
2: Yeah, it was good. I I didn't like um um Olivia Newton-John's
1: um singing.
2: yeah the... yeah. Uh, I bought the
1: score because I wanted the James Brown song, not realising at the time that it wasn't on it. I think I got it for Christmas that year.
3: Uh, and right. again,
1: it was one of the first scores I got. I think Batman, Danny Elfman's one, and Batman Returns were the first two scores I got. And then
3: Probably This and Broken Arrow
1: I got because there were certain yeah. pieces of music I want. Mainly the bit where he gets out of the car. It's just a really cool piece of music. And I love the music during the um, speedboat chase at the end as well. But yeah. it's just a really nice score all the way through. John Powell's one of those... Um, composers who's largely not overlooked, but he's not mentioned in the same breadth as your John um, John Williams or Alan Silvestri's or Hans Zimmer's. Yeah, it's you know it's a nice score rather than a particularly bombastic one, so maybe it doesn't
2: stand out as much. Yeah, maybe so. that's it because it it wasn't um so intrusive um um it yeah, but um I've, I think for me. The best thing was Nicholas cage <laughs> and I actually liked the fact that he had short hair in it and yeah. that he was being more natural
1: yeah because this was straight after his weird Conair Muller wasn't it
2: which was a wig wasn't it yeah, yeah. but but is it but I liked his hair that way and it looked natural and I
1: mean, it suited the character
2: he didn't look like he'd drawn it on with a sharpie pen yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, which him, Steven Seagal, and John Travolta all look like they just um, dip their hair in some uh, black paint or something, don't <laughs> they? And, and and the beards as well. Whenever they have beards as well, they they kind of look like they've been drawn on with felt tip. Um, they should just get natural, I think. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And, yeah,
1: it's that weird jet black, isn't it? That. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like, did you ever used to watch Frasier?
2: Yeah.
1: The episode where Martin's at the party and he's dyed his hair and he's sitting close to the fire and when he moves, it's just a big black patch on the chair.
2: On the chair, yeah. And it's it's just, yeah. Well, it's you know, a bit like a, a Rudy his...
1: Giuliani melting down the face kind of. It's that's, melting
2: down his face, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what their hair looks like, like really. I imagine seeing. like
2: you run your fingers through their hair and and your hands come out black. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look like you've been fingerprinted by the police.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think for me, um I, it it it's probably just sounds really obvious and boring, but um but all my favorite bits have been made into memes. So
1: <laughs> oh, it's such a memeable film, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, Nicholas To so the Kent point where be... I think if
1: memes existed at the time they would have been kinda of like this is gonna be a meme and let's just tone it down a little bit. It does feel like they just particularly to cage and travolta yeah it's like
2: just fucking go nuts yeah well i think i think you have to because um given the storyline that they've got you've either got to go for it or um you might not not be there um
1: i think this film's lightning in a bottle to some degree again as much as we talk about combinations for sequels i don't think it would ever capture the magic of this film it is such a lightning in the bottle in a bottle kind of movie of you had the right director, the right yeah. cast, um, the perfect people around you as well. I mean, Joan Allen's great. Uh, like I say, Gina Gershon's great. Um, yeah. I've forgotten his name now, but Pollux is great. They're all playing their parts perfectly.
3: Yeah. There's
1: a couple of wooden slash OTT bits in it. The daughters a bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but uh, do the daddy bit for me again.
1: Oh, she goes, daddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry i shot you <laughs> no i'm so glad you're home it's straight in with i'm sorry i shot you. the week the bit where danny masterson i mean it sounds weird to be almost defending danny masterson but where he sort it's like he leans in for a kiss admittedly he's a bit full-on but at no point did i get that it was going to be rapey at that point because she's just like you know get off me and then he keeps going which is fair enough where it starts taking it too far but she goes instantly. I don't know. Like I say, I'm not defending him, and I'm not saying that it yes. wasn't wrong, but it just feels like that went from naught to sixty really quickly.
2: Oh, it, it it totally did, but that but that was because um um John Travolta as um with Castor Troy inside him, <laughs> which sounds totally wrong. Um, but um, because
1: <laughs> she starts screaming straight away as well. Yeah. Which, like I say, it's it's Danny Masterson and as much as I love him as Hyde in that seventy show, the dude's fucking problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of, you know, allegations against him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, so, uh, yeah. It's maybe just as well. Um, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's something satisfying about seeing you know, him <laughs>
2: yeah. say you're
1: sorry. Mean it. I do yeah. love that delivery of that line. <laughs> Again, Travolta's great in that bit. I know you're Bit warm on travolta at best but
2: yeah
1: i really like him in the film i think yeah. he's he's got the fairly thankless role out of the two
2: yes yeah yeah i think i think it was going to be it, it was going to be hard for him to keep up uh, with nicholas cage uh, in the film he did get i he do did get, get, the get the feeling the best that they're both
1: having so much fun in it though
2: yeah
1: i mean you kind of got to haven't you because you can't be you can't treat it like it's shakespeare
2: <laughs> yeah well, yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
1: like you know it's a serious thriller at a certain point you just gotta be like fuck it let's just enjoy it man
2: you mean it's not serious i mean like, (laughs) well
1: that's it i mean it's at no point do they play it like you know winks to the camera all that kind of thing
2: but it totally is winks to the camera
1: it is but at no point do you feel like you're like they're taking the piss out of me (laughs) (laughs) possibly on repeat viewing sometimes you're like yeah this is just
2: i don't know i kind of thought that you know the um with this ridiculous chin thing and, and all of that. Oh,
1: <laughs> there's the little knowing references and that sort of thing, like you say, the little nods to the Elvis stuff and Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I do like Travolta as well when he's driving to the house and obviously he doesn't know where Sean Archer lives, so he's just trying to suss out and he just keeps driving past Joan Allen. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And just the look she gives him is spot on. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, he um, he knows he's on the back foot, but um, (laughs) he just, uh, yeah, you see, the thing is, like, this is why I don't understand how she doesn't know that it's not her husband, because he's just too kind of um, um, quick-witted to to say cheeky things and yeah they all
1: instantly buy his bullshit don't they
2: yeah yeah they totally do yeah she doesn't I mean she just kind of look a little bit like he's acting a bit weird you know but she doesn't say anything anybody else would go what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) but she just doesn't she just kind of goes okay um and then when he calls her you know my peach or whatever he calls her yeah and she kind of looks like, oh, that's nice, or something. And uh and really, you'd be going, he's never called me that before. Why is he acting so weird?
1: Was well, it? It's the uh, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Yes. This is not my husband.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
1: totally would, wouldn't you? Because you the story yeah. Nick Cage tells about their first date, at no point do you get the feeling that he was ever like that. No. At the very least, you'd think while well, he was away on that work trip, he was fucking somebody else.
2: And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, he's come, he's come back all, all kind of cheeky and, uh, um, but, but it, it's like that's the whole story about her breaking her tooth on their first date, and you know, <laughs> even how you were in pain, you still kissed me. <laughs>
1: Nick Cage sells that. Again, in any other hands, that would have been horrible.
2: Um, oh dear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've ended up just carrying on talking about it again. That's me. I? <laughs> like, I mean, that's
1: kind of what it is. I mean, this whole thing has been like you know just a rambling conversation about a film. That's kind of it what is. I set this podcast it up and, to be.
2: I, and I'm sorry that it's um it's been so sort of unstructured in that. No, like, but that's
1: kind of where it goes because it's kind of like you've come out of the cinema after seeing it for the first time and you are just like oh, what about that bit? Yeah. And that's the film conversations that I like to sort of listen to. <laughs> yeah. I don't like structured kind of like you know and then if you you can relate this back to. Yeah, like fuck awful. It's like what about <laughs> the bit where they're flying through the air and they don't look anything like each other?
2: <laughs> i just every time I see it now, I'm going to be thinking of what you said. Don't they? Like it might as well have been two black guys. <laughs> <laughs> it might.
1: There's a. Did you ever watch Big Train? The,
2: yeah.
1: There's one in that where they're. Um, it's the two guys editing, and it cuts to the stunt doubles, and one of the stunt doubles is black. Do you think think anyone who noticed Uh, always makes that must have been a reference to face off because the stunt doubles are so bad in that film. Oh, dear. It's like they might as well have had a woman. (laughs) They made no effort.
2: It could well have been. And maybe that's why they've got long hair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They earn their money.
2: Yeah, they totally earn their money. I mean, that must have taken forever to, to film. Yeah, that stuff.
1: I mean, that's kind of what you get John Woo in for, though, isn't it? If you're gonna, it's a bit like if you want awesome explosion and that sort of thing, you bring in a Michael Bay. Yeah. Because particularly early Michael Bay, the guy knew what he was doing. Even with yeah. some of the Transformers films, you look at he like he knows what he's doing. The rest of the films dross, but yeah, <laughs> you can put together
2: yeah. an action scene. But yeah, it's a good action scene. We, like people can uh, uh, enjoy that bit at least, can't they? Yeah. I do, I do like a good actioner.
1: I do and like I say, it's, it's weird because I can't remember where John we went after this. It might have been Windtalkers was his next film.
2: Wind Talkers was um 2002, I think. Yeah. So it must So have five been, years like, after
1: this. I can't remember yeah, if he did anything in between.
2: He must have done. Um.
1: Because yeah, must... obviously Hard Boiled was what put him on everybody's radar, wasn't it? And got him Hard Target and then Oh, Mission Impossible 2. Of course he did Mission Impossible 2, didn't he?
2: But it was three years after. Yeah, he took yeah. a bit of a break after that, didn't he? But then maybe Mission Impossible 2 took a long time to make. Yeah. I think
1: it did, because I think he might have even come in later in the day for that. So, yeah, Hard Boiled, then Straight to Hollywood for Hard Target. Broken Arrow three years after that. Uh, Once a Thief. I've uh, never seen that. Face Off in 97, Blackjack in 98, Mission Impossible 2 in 2000 wind talkers 2002 uh paycheck the ben affleck film uh he directed the pilot for the robinson's lost in space tv series that never went past a pilot and then yeah it looks like he went back to the action market for cinema
2: um production work in between
1: yeah
2: maybe he was busy oh he did some tv stuff as well
1: awesome um So where can people find you online? Have you got anything coming out people should be looking out for?
2: Um, Well, very slowly, um, things have come to a bit of a halt. And I think um, uh, Covid did for that for a bit. And then also um, computer breaking down also did for it. I'm on Twitter, Tiny Noggin, and I'm on um, Instagram, um rachel tiny noggin but r-a-e-c-h-e-l um and i'm on Uh, Etsy, but I don't know for how much longer because everything's becoming so difficult in terms of selling online now. I made a
1: sale on Etsy the other day. I think I made 18p off it, so I'm just waiting until that's arrived where it should have gone, and I'm going to shut
2: my Etsy down. (laughs) Well, I don't don't know what to do because it's quite hard to find anywhere to sell. But I've just had a notification from them about um the rights to sell in Germany, and I think if you sell on Etsy, you have to sell worldwide. Yeah. Sign up to some kind of tax tax thing in Germany and give your tax details and stuff like that and it all sounds way too complicated for something where I sell hardly anything and <laughs> and make 18p um uh, or whatever it is um
1: yeah I mean yeah. this one went to America which didn't help but I think at first I thought I'd lost money and then I was like oh no no I think I've made about 18p so yeah I'm just waiting yeah. till that's all right I don't want to post it and then just disappear because that's
2: yeah dickish. I just I'm finding it quite hard to, to um find ways of selling nowadays. Um so it's quite hard to know whether to do any any more zines. I've got another Jane Birkin zine that should be um coming out soonish. Um it's just being designed, it's been written. But um in terms of comic book stuff and that or um illustrated stuff I should say. Um I don't know whether whether to do something because it's finding places to to sell those
1: is yeah i think i mean i rarely sell anything online anymore um i'm done cons in ages um kickstarter seems to be a good one for the initial sale but then i i think once the the buzz sort of dies down about the thing initially coming out it just all peters off anyway unfortunately
2: i don't have the kind of following to to get kickstarter money you
1: know no i don't if i can scrape together just enough people to get it printed (laughs) i don't yeah. think i've ever made money
2: <laughs> yeah oh no I mean, and i'm not even in it to make money no i'm not either it's kind of you you just want to make your money back and get something out there but um most of the time you as you you know you know make 18p on etsy and um i have a, have a couple of hundred um books left sitting in the hallway in a box somewhere <laughs> and so I um it. yeah I, I don't know but um but I'm, I'm out there on um on social media and um I'm always happy to talk about um action movies or Nick Cage um, or anything and well I was gonna say anything else, but not anything else yeah. 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 Don't want people talking yeah. to don't open up that with, floodgate so.
1: on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so where do you stand on this political thing that's hot at the moment? It's like, no. no 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 just uh, it's easier to just no. it's
2: easier <laughs> to talk about Nick Cage films
1: fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything else is pretty much just really depressing at the moment yeah
2: it is actually yeah so sort of.
1: maybe you flip the telly and you are like, what's gone fucking wrong today or yeah. you you see a celebrity's name trending on twitter and you're torn between you know please be dead please be, just be dead yeah
2: d- yeah please don't be involved in some weird kind of uh scandal um so i can't like you anymore I mean... I see, there
1: was that weird period where everybody seemed to like be a sex offender you're just like no no
2: yeah and
1: yeah. you'd be like oh so and so is trending and then you're like oh no it's gonna oh. be something bad though isn't it <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no don't, I don't need that to happen um yeah I don't, yeah um yeah I, that's why it's good to watch action films because on, yeah. on a Friday night I kind of think after a hard week at work just kind of want to watch shit blowing up and, yeah um, <laughs> and when where ultimately nobody really gets hurt but you know, you can just watch um, people flying through the air and, um, um, you know, dustbins and boxes flying and uh, people being... Ch- That's what, you know, things I love in films, you know, where Nicholas Cage has the guns and he's shooting sideways. Like, oh, yeah, do that. And, um, you know, where people have their guns upside down and stuff. All that yeah. totally unnecessary sort of um, super...
3: And completely
1: unpractical ways of fire. As little yeah. as I know about firing guns, but
2: yeah, doing something- I know
1: that turning it sideways is
2: acrobatic moves you know forward roll for no reason that kind of thing um all of that it's it's all good so um that that's what i like to do as well it's not just action films but you know uh, on a friday night i like a bit of trash
1: yeah.
2: um, So you just awesome. want to switch off don't you, you just want to watch yeah. shit
1: get blown up and not really have to think about it or exactly. in some cases have so much fun thinking about it that you realize that it's a much <laughs> it's... darker film line underneath this whole thing <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and you end up, like, writing 18 pages of notes yeah. <laughs> and talking about it for about three hours.
1: <laughs> awesome. Oh. Well, cheers for doing this. I really
2: enjoyed yeah, it. Thank you. Me too as well. And, um, it was a good laugh. Yeah. Uh, I hope you managed to edit it together somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it'll be you fine. But, yeah, no.
1: Thank you, and um, yeah, I'll put all the links in the show notes for
2: yeah, do and and um, where people
1: can uh, find you online. Yeah,
2: thank you.
1: <laughs> Cheers. See, See
2: you soon. Bye. Bye. Dad, I'm sorry I shot you. I've got
0: something I have to ask both of
3: you.
2: to live hi my name's Jamie I'm Adam why don't
0: you show Adam his new room
3: come on Okay.
1: that was face off and why not I'd like to thank Rachel for joining me on this episode to talk about the film be sure to check out her work by heading to the links in the show notes if you enjoyed this episode and be bothered to do so please give the episode a share and tell your friends about it and why not give the series a follow or subscribe and as this is the final part of the series of specials i should do my occasional shout out and ask if you could leave us a review for the pod wherever you listen to the episodes that'd be great thank you or don't it's up to you if you've missed the summer of action special episodes or any and why not episodes you can find them on our podcast channel over on acast or on our website at hauntednerds.com or if you get your podcasts wrong. We'll be taking another short break for a few weeks, but we'll be back one Tuesday in September with a new episode of the Regular and Why Not pod. But until then, this has been a Nerds Who Haunted Themselves production, and I've been Stuart Moraine. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you do eat a peach for hours, you could end up with Lockjaw. Or a rotten peach. Bye for now. No more drugs for that man.